Bud, welcome to the Just A Ride podcast, hey episode number eight. Hey there, ho there, hoser. <laughs> are, we, are we going with the northern flavor? Today? We appreciate you, Kuba, Wankba. Good to see you guys. How's yeah. everybody? What's going on, boys? I'm the Peabaw, and I'm happy to be here. Yeah. I miss you guys. I haven't seen you for a couple of weeks. What are we? What have you it been up to? Been. We we create well, this illusion as though we're just always here, steadfast mm-hmm. every week. You know, dependable. Most no, of the time, no. it's... These guys are adventurers out in the woods, like, country look, bears. motherfucker, you need to call me back. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that. That's a real story. I keep all my stuff away from the studio. Now that I do five podcasts a day, I'm like, okay, if I if I look at my phone, I'm going to have to do a bunch of things. So I can't, I can, or else I'll just be up till six in the morning every day. For Which little, you are. Yeah. yeah. You I am anyway, know. yeah. <laughs> you want to know what's a problem myself. for me is f- fucking Discord. Discord? <laughs> like ours, specifically. Oh, no. <laughs> I'll be working, and then I'll hear the and I'm like, hmm? And, I go, and then I f- and I'm over there talking about fucking shit and dicks for <laughs> 20 minutes. I'm like, damn it, I gotta get my work done. <laughs> this was too fun to talk about dicks and shit. <laughs> well, you and I both went to Seattle, Shaden. Yeah. And we uh, we just got, yeah, you got to do all kinds of cool stuff. I did. I, I well, took a whole day off. Yeah. And I got to play. I got to watch. I got to play. That's I got to really play Major League Baseball. When you take a full day off, dude. Well, I can't happen. really remember the I last time that you did that, in the, except for when it was against your will. I stressed. I stressed hard, <laughs> but it was fun. I like taking days off. I could be the laziest cunt in the universe, but I just. Uh, not today, not for a little while. But no, I got to watch two baseball games. The guys in the, that listen to the Inside Scooper have heard this story already, probably. But fucking Shohei Otani from the uh, Los mm-hmm. Angeles Angels, the pitcher hitter guy. Got to watch him go 0 for 9 with a walk and an RBI. But it was still rad. And Mitch Haniger came back. It was the game he came back. He's a guy for the Mariners. That's good. So that they, the crowd loved him. But all I, all I noticed was Seattle is not as bad. As I remember from the last time we played there, and this this yeah. was your first time to that stadium too, right? Yeah, yeah. I've never been to T-Mobile. Big, was oh. it the big stadium? Yeah, like right in downtown or yeah. close to yeah. it. Yeah. It used to be Safeco. Now it's T-Mobile. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. It is so beautiful and it's, it's well pretty, put together. Well, did they have smart. it open or? Uh, yeah, it was open. Great. Yeah, it was. Oh fuck! I dressed, I dress in all black just to make my life simple. So I'm all black all the time, and uh, I wore pants. And I, I'm, I'm like, it's Seattle. I'll bring a sweatshirt and, you know, it'll be cold at night because we're going to two games. Nope. It was their hottest day of the year. And I'm, I look like my friend that I was with. He's like, okay, the vampire's in the house. Goth boy or whatever. kind of normal I'm, for you anyway, though. It is. And my pasty white skin's just getting burned and melted <laughs> under the sun. We're in the, for the first game, we're in like left field, right above the, the fucking field. And the sun is just right on our face. It, but it know, was cool because they had jet, the, the Blue Angels were flying overhead oh yeah, that day. Cool. And the fucking, you know, in, in all fairness, if you had gone in like, you know, short sleeves and shorts, they would probably would have made you move because you would have been like a reflector. <laughs> right. Interfering with the picture. I don't get a lot of vitamin yeah. D. I think that might be an issue as to why I might be manic so, and crazy. Did, did you happen to notice if they were still serving? I believe it's chocolate-covered grasshoppers. I think They do have at Eggers, yeah. I didn't notice that, but people were talking bugs. about it. Eat the, Eat the bugs. bugs. We will be yeah. eating <laughs> bugs soon. I, I went years <laughs> and ago. Eggers is trying it out for everyone for like 30 bucks a plate. <laughs> the last time I went, speaking of Edgar's, I saw Edgar Martinez. I believe it was a... I think it was the last game that he played. Ooh. Uh, nevertheless, he hit a walk-off home run nice. against the Yankees, and that was the last time I was there. Oh, that's special, that, though. That was a whole other era ago. Yeah. 
But that was a great era for baseball. Yeah. I love that baseball. Shaden's over here the same way we talk about nerd yeah. shit hey, for Jeff. Yeah. See what it's like I, when you're you know, talking yeah. about your <laughs> dork stuff? I get it. I've, I suddenly have a little bit of empathy for you because now I experienced it. So that means now I can. <laughs> there you go. Now you can. <laughs> That's, right. That's right. You know, honestly, though, I, you guys know I don't really give a shit about sports, generally speaking. Right. I, I once did, but I just haven't for years and years. But I really enjoy going to sporting events live mm-hmm. just because it's the it's the same reason I enjoy going to concerts. Like It's just cool to see that human organism yes. all together like that and all focused on one subject matter and, and following unwritten rules mm-hmm. mostly for yeah. the most part you know yeah. like we all line up here and nobody pushes we don't take cuts and nobody has to say that it's kind of fun to see humans work well, they, like an anthill mm-hmm. <laughs> and when you're when you're watching the actual sport i mean it's you know three-dimensional versus watching it on tv there you can see so you pick up on right. so many other things and emotions that i mean even, even through a television you can pick up on the emotion of a rocking crowd but when mm-hmm. you're there it's different not oh that, man you, know. you can't smell it. You can't feel those, yeah. you know, the, yeah. the concrete or metal structure under you that's like rumbling with people freaking out. Like, mm-hmm. There's something about that that's just like thrilling on a primal level. What's I the think. most exciting sport you guys have seen live? I've never been to a, a uh, European no. soccer team. Um, it was intense. Snooker. I was playing. I love snooker. Badminton. Yeah. <laughs> it was they a get, rousing game. They get cursy. They pants, get real cursy yeah, with yeah, them. Pants in your pants was a pretty intense game. Oh, <laughs> Shoots and ladders. Professional. Hockey's, hockey's awesome. Hockey's that one, when Billy fell into the lava, we never saw him again. That's what I was going to say. Hockey yeah. is really hard to watch for me on TV. <laughs> And it's it's not the sport that I ever got into. Oh I, yeah, there, buddy. Yeah, I love buddy. some good fucking hockey. <laughs> I'm not eh? interested in the horses. I <laughs> yeah, like the twofer though. But uh, I, I shouldn't even bring up hockey, hockey with a Canadian in the house. Uh, yeah, I, I think I'm safe. He's flinching still, over there. I still get I still get riled up about hockey, man. I'll go to like Chiefs games is one of the things that I will always say yes. Fuck if I yeah. last game I went to was with you, yeah, actually. So I'll fun. Fucking, I will fucking go. live hockey is the shit. That mm-hmm. fight that happened right mm-hmm. in front of us. Yeah. So. I know a guy who knows a guy. A friend of mine knows him. Weird. That ended that kid's career. He, he destroyed his knee. Oh, no, no shit. He was looking uh, to go pro, and wow. he did uh, not get picked up. Yeah, That's well, terrible. maybe he should have been tougher there, guy. That's it's a saying. knee. <laughs> it, knees can't be tough. They're just fucking stupid he was, knees. He was picked to start the fight. I was sucks. tough as no, fuck. That, my knees that, are wimpy knees. That, that really sucks, man. I can't imagine. That's like my worst nightmare as a musician. You know, it's like That's like my, my sport, I guess. Heavy yeah. air quotes, but... If something were to happen to my hand to where I couldn't play my instrument anymore, yeah, I would that's, be that's an issue. so devastated. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And as musicians, it's like you know, our throats. I mean, even Def Leppard's Leffer, Lef- drummer figured it out. Yeah. He did. So He, fucking, he totally figured it out. I don't you know, know how you do chords with your feet. Yeah. Hockey well, too. I've seen pedals. it, but I don't want to. I don't like looking at my feet, let alone doing <laughs> Oh, yeah. Shit, I, I'm not wearing <laughs> shoes here. Deal, deal with this shit. <laughs> I, I'm going shoeless in the old uh, studio today. Real quick on hockey, too, being like what I think is the most exciting sport that I've ever been to to see. You can take somebody who knows nothing about hockey and they can get excited about the exactly, game. Exactly. I yeah. took my mother uh, years ago to one of, the, one of the Chiefs games and I introduced her to Blue Moon. That was fun. Uh, it was to fun to see my beer. mom. Yeah, see my mom drink. That was a good time. <laughs> nice. And uh, it was, it, it was a really good game. Just right off, right off the bat, and I don't, there wasn't much time left in the first period. And finally, Spokane scores, and I mean the place just gets rocking. It was, it was Big getting. Time. I think it was even a playoff game. Hmm. Um, and it was going. My mom's cheering, screaming, and she's hugging me, and you know wants another beer. She's having a great time. <laughs> Give me another one of those moon and then all drinks. Of a sudden, I see this funny look on her face. <laughs> Star Wars drink. Bring me that, Jeff. She, she's looking up at the, at the scoreboard. She's like, one point. 
all that for one point. <laughs> yep. That's a lot yep. of work. Yes, it is. It's delayed gratification, mom. It's like soccer, but soccer, they can't fight. If they even get really close to each other, it's like, that's a yellow card. If they get close to each other. That's a red card. Get the fuck yeah, back out of They should let them yeah. fight. That's why footballers are so passive aggressive and off the field. I'm surprised it's like, they just don't. let them hit yes. each other. Hockey guys, they get it out. <laughs> They're buds afterwards. They don't care. They you just, say, just, say, just say they're allowed to punch each other. They just can't use their legs. That's yes. their strong part. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just like a skater can't take a skate off and stab a guy with it like Adam Sandler. Soccer players fall worse than basketball players. I'm surprised they don't literally have safe spaces drawn on the soccer fields for guys <laughs> to seem, go for a couple minutes. Well, you know, when, when they get a yellow card or a red card and they lose their best player for a few minutes, I don't know how, hockey, how soccer works, but that, that's a strategic win, isn't it? I don't know. I don't, they're like, oh, I fell and he hurt me. He did it on purpose. Give him a red. Well, just like basketball. Give him yeah. the red. Yeah. yeah. That's just the art of war. Basketball <laughs> is tough. Though. Yeah, it is. Basketball, it's a little tougher, I think. I, maybe I'm going to get nasty letters, but the basketball players are just bigger people, too. I mean, you, you take an elbow from Shaq. If you're seven foot and you fall, it's going to hurt. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Yeah. Yeah, I you played around with big ass guys there. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> the hardest I ever got hit, at the, besides a football story that I'll tell some other day, where, something, but was by a hip bone, a pelvic bone in the <laughs> right ear, in ear ball. by a <laughs> by a seven foot guy that was on my team. He was he weighed like 190 pounds and was seven feet, so he's just this skinny dude. <laughs> but because he's just this massive a dude with yeah, getting a pelvic bone in your ear is not. I was so pissed at him. I like threw. I was big, so I threw him across. the <laughs> and her coach is like what the fuck I was like he he pelvic boned my ear <laughs> like yeah, how do you explain that? I know it's like I'm standing next to a giant tree and he's fucking ow so I mean I played football and, and I think basketball guys depending on what level you're playing and stuff they I mean football's definitely more physical and shit but it's it's not too far in basketball and it's, you're wearing shorts and well, like football you're all no. padded up you know the ball only moves an average of 12 minutes and 30 seconds a game from snap right. to tackle. It's very intense Why? From I, second to you second. You know, I, I joke about football. It's fun to watch, but it's like, so how long do you have to be a quarterback till you can be a halfback? And like, how long do you have to be a halfback till you can <laughs> be a fullback? fullback? <laughs> and then like, uh, none know, of those. Does that turn you into a wide receiver? I'm not really sure. Depends on how tight you're And why does is. it take four goddamn hours to play a game that's only should take an hour to play? Well, it's, um, it makes a lot of money for commercials. Yeah, yeah it does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, it does. I mean, high that's school games exactly don't That's exactly why I stopped watching major league sports was I couldn't handle the amount of advertising. I was like, I, this is just, it feels gross to me. And I'm also no longer convinced that a lot of it isn't set up beforehand anyway mm. to a certain degree. Oh, the degree. sports? Yeah. Uh, it'd be hard yeah. to do, but yeah, the, the refereeing the and stuff. the whole thing is no, choreographed, but like there, it's just like, hey, you guys are going to do your damnedest to almost win, it. but not actually win. Well, we definitely want Edgar Martinez to hit a home run his last game it, yeah, against the do. Yankees. You know, that the kind way, of thing where they're like, and here's a fastball. We told him it's coming. Make the fans smile. <laughs> mm-hmm. Back Maybe. on hockey, why did we decide in Washington or Seattle we're going to have the Kraken? <laughs> I don't know. What? I love that. All the jokes. That is, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> For the, the, the fans and because stuff. Because it practically like, markets the itself, yeah. Jeff. I think so. <laughs> Here come the crackheads. <laughs> da, da, da. And he's coming down the crack pipe. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, hit him right in the crack to, hole. Welcome to the crack house. <laughs> crack hole. <laughs> All the all the little hockey player fans are crack whores. Yeah. Oh, jeez. That's <laughs> not good. You're right, though. Somebody crack had to have a good sense of humor. Is that, that's soccer, right? Or football? What is that? Football or is that hockey. hockey? Is that is it the crack in hockey? Yeah. Like NHL hockey, or is it like whatever league they are? I think, I they're, I, I think they're, they're minor they're league. There yeah, was a Seattle already, though. I thought it was soccer that was the crack. Seattle had what? I think the Thunderbirds at some point. 
I don't know. Something like that. I, remember I don't know what's that. When I, I follow really hockey, follow hockey, it was just Canadian. I didn't give a shit about U.S. teams. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we talked about sports to start this off, but you yeah. also went to Seattle and you got to see Coheed and Cambria. I fucking did. And so. I felt like I felt like I was owed this show a little bit. Yikes, bro. Yeah. You know, well, which universe is entitled of It matches your age. It matches but, your oh, age. dear. But both of you guys offending a lot of folk yeah, with two I'm, senses. I'm, I'm really coming home to my millennial roots I'm here. I'm old enough that I can say it. It's. He put guacamole all over his toast with it. <laughs> That's fucking great. Don't you? <laughs> I don't know. No, I, the reason is because I had ticket. I've never seen Coheed come to Spokane since I've been of an age to go with my own money and buy a concert ticket. You know, but, but they, they were had been coming. here a few times. They yeah. were coming. They had. I just wasn't around for it. But no. th- they, they uh, were coming. The year that everything shut down, where we did the two weeks to flatten the curve that became you know two and a half years yeah, two and a half yeah. years and they it was like on the fence they're like i don't know are we gonna do it or are we gonna not do it and then they canceled it last minute and i was never able to get my money back for the tickets and i was just like oh which is not coheed's fault it's Ticketmaster's fault fuck you guys always yeah, that's, 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 yeah. from what i understand that's their mo is oh they're awful yeah they Ask do Pearl they Jim, do whatever they can to not give refunds for sure yeah but well, i get it but yeah, I mean, um shitty, but. i do too but in that in that particular it's scenario it's like fuck you guys like i didn't it's it's yeah. not like i couldn't make it because i had a social engagement you canceled <laughs> the show because of you know a pandemic but anyway so i finally i got to go see them in seattle this time and it was fucking rad and it was really nice to just be in a mosh pit with a bunch of people i haven't done that in quite some time what but, attracts you to Cody and cambria uh well so i think the drugs i think yeah <laughs> all the acid no his hair claudio sanchez is like a huge inspiration to me both as a like a lyricist and as like just the way he approaches being in a band you know like mm. it's his whole deal it's i feel i feel like they're the closest thing to our band right that you can get just in the sense that they are very theatrical they have a whole like mythos that surrounds like they have you know a long-running series it's of like comic books show. that are yeah, based yeah. off of like a world that they've created yes. and they like so, uh, most of their songs are about that but they're also about like a lot of them are about just claudio's life you know like he took when he when he had his first kid he wrote a song called atlas and it was about him like squaring up with like holy shit i'm about to have a kid my whole life is going to change but he wrote it in the context of like characters in his comic books you know but cool. like so the lyrics are always like a double entendre and i don't know so. they're just super fucking artistic and really humble and they never really seem to lose their humanity like a lot of bands do when they gain a certain level of success nobody sounds like him either i don't think anybody sounds like him no i i agree well especially claudio he sings voice, like a girl yeah, yeah. everybody that yeah. hears coheed for the first time thinks they have a chick lead singer but it's just a dude he he's sings rad. really high he's super he's really, it's really kind good. of like rush it's <laughs> very much even, like rush i've never even heard it so yeah yeah, you, you should check it out. You might yeah. actually like it. It's probably it's, you know, my sci-fi music taste stuff is involved. Eclectic, yeah. So, no. <laughs> we have that in common. The show. So, yeah, it was rad. And it was outdoors. I love outdoors. What, what venue was it at? It was uh, at Marymore Park in Redmond, which Fuck. is uh, really cool. Like, it's just a, a huge park, and they have a lot of trees around the, you know, it's like, you kind of like feel like you're in a forest grove with so a was bunch it of a, people. So was it a camp then? Did you... Yeah, no, I just downtown. showed up. No, I just showed up, but I stayed at an Airbnb. Oh, oh, that, oh yeah. uh, that's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You mentioned that. Fuck yeah. Fun. Yeah. yeah. Well, Had a right. great time. Right. Well, let's move along to uh, what you did. I, How have you done? How have you been? I, I've been great. So, yeah, I've been taking off Jeff, a lot. That's Jeff, by the way, in case you didn't know. Oh, yeah. Hey. That's uh, Wankpa. How's everybody doing? <laughs> I, uh, you know, I'm retired. 
Right. So I get to go to the lake a lot, and I did some paddle boarding. He's jerking uh, off a ton, is what he's saying. He's yeah. just jerking a lot. Yeah. These guys trying to convince well, us you know. to move out of town. We're like, bro, so, <laughs> we have jobs and so, shit. <laughs> it's already hard to get We're to the gig the that pays $112 after tax. We've retired for five minutes, and he thinks yeah. the whole world has got to be on his schedule. <laughs> it would be what's nice got, to get out of town, though. Problem. It'd be lovely to pay the bills out there, the fucking rent or whatever. It would yeah, be very no low. Shit. I went out and caught a bunch of frogs. Like hundreds of them, they're just all over the beach. That was wow. kind of fun. Just these little one-inch frogs. Uh, and then the other day, got up in the morning, wanted to go for the morning walk, you know, get the heart going, and uh, got out there with the girlfriend. And right outside her trees was a little squirrel, little oh, little pink squirrel on the pavement. So I don't know if it fell out of the tree or what, but it fell off the mama getting back on her. Something to that effect. So put it in the house. I'm like, well. I don't know what the hell to do with it. So put it in the house for then. Went for my walk, came back, put it down by the bottom of the tree. Because by then I'd, I'd posted something on Facebook and a lot of people had a lot of ideas of what to do. Right. And one thing yeah, was try and see if, it, yeah, see, if one, yeah. see if the mom will uh, <laughs> come pick it up. So I got a little Bluetooth speaker and I found like a baby squirrel in distress. I put the little baby squirrel down at the bottom of the tree and I ran it for about 10 minutes. And uh, I was really worried about, I was thinking like, oh, that's going to get neighborhood cats and probably one to two coyotes. But that didn't But you're happen. watching them. Yeah. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. of course. You know, I had my AR ready to go just in case. <laughs> you're <laughs> like, I'm ready to save this baby squirrel, but I will kill anything else that comes yeah, into exactly. range. <laughs> I will kill five animals for but this animal like likely humanity. to die. Lo and behold, <laughs> this tree, I mean, this tree's probably 70, I set up the scenario just what? to get my AR out. <laughs> that's right. I was, I was ready. Yeah. It's kind of like hunting for coyotes with bunnies. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Nail them to the tree. That's, Yikes, the, bro. that's the theory. You know, I, ah. it's terrible. I, ah. I don't know if an asshole really does that. That's fucked Jeff up. Jeff Ketchell does not represent the opinions no, I do of not. That's terrible. Or Scatcast Networks or its affiliates. God, it was good being on the show, guys. I, it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so you got a little baby squirrel. Anyway, I got a ba- little baby squirrel, but it's, uh, a squirrel started coming down the tree. For hearing the from call? this call, yeah, and in about ten minutes, and I was like, "Oh my, holy shit, it worked!" I mean, I've called animals in before, but it's coming down there. It's like it doesn't happen not, very damn often. Right, you were not the, the food that you advertised. This you were way too young for me. <laughs> Goodbye. Yeah, no, it was really a baby. But <laughs> the squirrel Wrong comes call. all the way down <laughs> to the tree. Whoopsies. I I don't know if she was related to Andrea Yates or what. But she like confirmed it was a little baby and then ran the other way. <laughs> <laughs> Waited for like forty five minutes and never came back. Jeez. So and I, that was the mom, maybe likely. I, I would assume. Hmm. I mean. Maybe but not. even another squirrel. Maybe not. There was just some other random lady squirrel that's like, what's going on? Ooh, I, that's too much. Could have been a dude. And he's like, me. Yeah, oh, that, <laughs> that looks like baby around. All right. <laughs> yeah. I'd eat mine. That looks I'm like only a lot two years old. I'm in my prime. That's like a lot of responsibility or child support. I think I'm just going to leave that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So anyway, I picked it up. And yeah, so I have been feeding a little baby squirrel that doesn't even have fur on it every hour on the hour and helping it go to the bathroom and. And you guys and, have left uh, a pound of flesh for this little guy too. It sounds like yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it was just going to be chill out time last night. Hey, come on over, watch a movie. So, girlfriend, this isn't comes to over. the squirrel. This is to the girlfriend. Yeah, right the here. girlfend. She comes over and she's, she's Netflix and chilling with the little. She just squirrel, fed the squirrel. And she's kind of getting him tucked in on his <laughs> little heating yeah. pad and everything. She's like, you know, I need to go to the house and go get him a little, a little stuffed animal that he can snuggle with and. Aww. I mean, like, okay, that's a lot of effort, and I don't see it's reasonable, but she does. If it's important to her, 
Okay. It makes you happy. And she's getting ready to leave and <laughs> go out like the door. Sound like Is this walking out the damn door, coming like, back with the thing? What exactly are you going to do? Well, I'm going to get a stuffed animal. And that's important right now? Yeah. So, okay. 15 minutes later, her daughter comes running, knocking on my door. She had fallen down the stairs. Oh, no. Getting the stuffed animal and ended up breaking her toe. Oh, no, <laughs> so, no. <laughs> well, so I had to take her, took her to the hospital. We thought, we thought she broke her foot. No sure good deed goes unpunished, my man. Yeah. So yeah, if this little thing ends up dying, it's going to be she broke her toe for nothing. And by the Not way, for she nothing did, for doing she the right thing. Didn't even find the stuffed animal that she wanted. <laughs> so you, we'll get. Oh, that was my next question. Like resolution: Is the stuffed animal in with the little guy now, and does he like? There it? are other stuffed animals, but it isn't even the one that she wanted to get it for it. Okay. So. Well, but it's not for nothing. She was doing what she considered the right thing, which probably was. I think it was uh, to I make the little thing comfortable. No, awesome. Absolutely but, right thing, and you know. I mean, you, you know, that's why you have someone in your life to think of things that you don't. Right? She's very caring, and you know Fucking, what this little thing needs? Something to snuggle with. That's right. You know yeah. what? Out of Polly. That's why I keep Zach. <laughs> yeah, we snuggle. Except yeah. for I'm a little. Ripe today. Yeah. Been, I should tell that story real quick. Like I don't you know don't what my problem much is. in the summertime. It's usually kind of a fall and winter activity. <laughs> Fuck yes, but stink for all of you guys. I just got. I don't know what my problem is. Anywho, uh, let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about your some other stuff. <laughs> no, I, I went to the baseball game and and I was working like to the last minute basically to get all my show done, all the shows done. And I didn't even think about it. It's like, as an older dude, it's like, you got to shower every day if you go in public. Because, you know, you're just a different ripey kind of guy. I didn't. And I was like, okay, I'll just change my clothes and it'll be uh, fine. And da, da, da. You know, but I'm with my godson and, you know, my oldest friend. So they're both like, they'd already known that I stink or whatever. But my godson's a little older and he's like wearing cologne and shit like that. And he's just like... Uncle Zach, what the hell? You know, kind of thing. And I'm like, yeah, we need to get to the hotel. You're embarrassing the family. Yeah, exactly. It's like, well, four and a half hour drive together. It's not gonna be so bad. But then, but then we went right from. Oh yeah, we went right from the car and didn't go to the hotel first. We went right onto the train in Seattle. Nice. And so Close I was. That guy. Yeah, dude. And it you was, had your arm up like this. I too, did. Didn't you? Hold on to the bar. Dude, the funny thing about <laughs> it is, a little is, five is, foot two woman tucked no, right under your. Close pit. enough though, because I was you know gigantor over this little guy, but the guy was talking mad shit on the phone, and he was annoying to everyone. So I'm like getting oh. close to him, <laughs> like, like justice has been feel, served. Feel the pit smell in your nose. <laughs> so it was you know one of those things. But I just remember thinking like, what a terrible scenario. I'm the guy because I complained in San Francisco all the time where it's like, can someone put some deodorant on? And now I'm like, no, I don't feel like it. Technically, <laughs> it's just Seattle camouflage. I'm right. Sure you fit right yeah, in. absolutely. Like I, I was overpowered immediately by the urine and human feces smell. Yeah. So whatever but although i didn't see human feces in mass like before i didn't either i, got a, I got a lot of urine smell urine like that's never I going went. away in, that's in downtown yeah. yeah but i have to say credit where credit's due because the last time i was in seattle before this time was like you know shortly after all the rioting and everything was going on right. over there and it was like kind of heartbreaking to me because i love seattle yeah. i've gone to seattle a lot you know over the years and and it was just trashed like yeah. everywhere i went was just trashed and it this time it was better. It wasn't quite back to his former glory, but it's definitely improved. It was shitty. When we you played know. in like 2018 for that Central Saloon show, when Sovereign played down yeah. Central Saloon, it was mm -hmm. like a shock. It was like, what the fuck happened down here? Because mm -hmm. it was just looked like fallout kind of and that was yeah. before yeah that shit well, it was it was kind of in a state of gradual decline for a while but then it really just sort of went wow yeah, and now it, it seems down. like it's starting to rebound so it I, felt hope, like I hope it. it continues on that trajectory because yeah. i really do love seattle at in in my heart you know i yeah. love what i remember seattle Same, was dude know? i love that city it's probably my favorite city <laughs> yeah. even over spokane 
even over Boise, where I'm from. Sorry, Boise. But Seattle's just like this big little city. Mm. Like when you go to San Francisco, you're like, this is a big ass city, even though it's just about the same size. I mean, mil- millions of people wise, it's like 5 million people in San Francisco or something like that in the area. Mm. And the city's like 700,000 or whatever. Seattle's like 500 or 560 or something like that in the city area. And then a few million people, four or five million. Seattle feels like a small city to me. San Francisco feels like a big bustling metropolis to me. Yeah. It's weird. After having been Even to Vancouver in British Columbia, like Seattle seems like it does. It seems small. Yeah. You know? I mean, like, Portland seems like, like more of a city. Yeah, it does. <laughs> but I like seem, that about Portland it. seems smaller than Seattle to me. It does, but it seems it like it's set up. I'm sure. I don't it's know. It's set up different not, to me. But I, I don't know. These are all just the road system my mind. in Portland is awful, though. Like, I mean, you mean those streets you can't you can't take a left on Burnside. You mean? Oh yeah. Anywhere or or you end up on a bridge that goes over everything that you need to get to. And you're like, wait, 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 wait. is exits. there not an you exit? Literally there just, is, yeah, but it's on that yeah. side of the river, and they have to take a different bridge over right. the river to There's get back to the There's a ferry that you need. It's like, it's no, like, fuck off, who designed this? Who, why? <laughs> why did they tell me that at my hotel? Yeah, all right. Well, how about we talk about some spit stories? This is one of those things that I thought of when we were talking in our last episode. Didn't we talk about spit stories last time, too, or time before? it? <laughs> I don't, Spitting spit in food? Came out. We did talk <laughs> we about, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, this, oh, yeah. This is why, this is what, that's what it was. But, uh, yeah, so not in, in food. We like body bodily fluids on this show. It's yeah, a very them. fascinating thing. <laughs> but, no, I, I have a story that I wanted to share that I just thought of when we were talking about spit and food. Uh, but I'm curious, about, I, I'm curious about your guys' most disgusting story with spit and or you know other things like that but i'll I'll set it up with my dumb story uh played aau basketball i think i was probably 12 or 13 it was the first team i was on didn't know any of these kids they were all from other schools that's how aau often is we're going to play in (laughs) for people in this area it's called tico oaksdale and it's very small it's two cities that are very small that come together and make a much a little bit larger place anyway we go down there and, and we're traveling and we're meeting each other for the first time and for some reason, we start spitting in a cup, and it just starts as an innocent thing, like a bunch. As one does. Of, as one does. <laughs> and you nine of us chewing. You just no, there's, randomly no, we're spitting. twelve. We're just spitting in a cup because probably somebody in our in somebody's life chewed and blah blah blah. But we'd stopped and gotten cheeseburgers and the things that you do that are fun in AAU, which is not basketball. It's just all the other things. We're driving down there. We just start spitting in the cup. No big deal. Play the game. Get done start driving home we fill that cup with spit for some reason we're just like let's fill the cup and there's nasty stuff in there somebody I, i'm sure at some point was like snot snot rockets into the thing and whatever and then this it's is making my mouth water yeah, in the it, back of where my tongue you know like yeah the mine too good way. exactly <laughs> this i'm sorry to all of you guys if you're eating this traumatized me so that's what i wanted to share with all of you guys so that you can deal with my trauma with me um but so what happened was the cup got as you guys can imagine where this is going i bet but the cup got very full and we were all impressed and it's like wow this is exciting what do we do with it oh, i bet it smelled so good too. it was oh, yeah Ch- the back tooth spit of chitrons that just got uh, done playing basketball and you know, having a pizza party none of you little bastards brush your teeth no fuck no <laughs> it was a nasty yeah. time so anywho that <laughs> that uh eventually people were like hey let's pull the money that our parents gave to us that's left and we'll give it to whoever drinks this oh and I think there was a stipulation where they had to take a chunk of drink, like they had to. They didn't drink. They didn't chug the thing, but he did. This the, the kid that he did just it went for it, dude. He was impressing us. He was trying Ooh. to impress us. He vomited profusely after that. I can't understand. And, why. and a few of the other kids did not feel well either, and it <laughs> scarred getting, me for life. I'm getting pukey tingles just listening, like picturing this. Can you imagine? <laughs> I, I mean, when I tell this story, this is what I get so every time. So viscous. And, but I, but there's. <laughs> 
it is. Undulation. Freshly <laughs> 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 coagulated. Bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> but people are, are generally like, that's the most disgusting thing to do with a spit can ever. Or they'll have a story of their own where they're like, dude, we knew a kid like that and he drank it. <laughs> so do you guys have a story? Has any other kid ever done anything like that in your life? Or adult, which I would be even scarier. I, I had something kind of like that, but mine was purely an accident. It was a very unfortunate accident. And oh. I, I was the one that drank the... So, oh, so, so, so this is why it's really affecting yeah, you. So yeah. it was me and my buddy were at his his mom had just bought this property and they were trying to fix it up and they were growing vegetables and they planted habanero peppers and I'd never had a, a raw habanero pepper, hmm. you know. And so me and my buddy, they were just getting ripe, you know. Me and my buddy are like, let's okay, here's the deal. And also, oh. I will say that there was no like they were still figuring out their well situation, so there was only like one jug of water that we drove out there with. Like that's all the water that we had that we could drink without getting giardia or some shit. Right. Okay. So, <laughs> so we really didn't think this through, but so we're like, here's the deal. We'll we'll each pick one, same size. We'll eat it. You have to chew it. It's no like crunch, crunch, swallow. Like you gotta you gotta chew it until it's like all pasty, mm-hmm. and you eat the green part on the end too, okay. which is makes it worse. I don't know if you know. I didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't know, but I know now. Nah, learned <laughs> so, something today. So we, so we did this, and we're just start suffering immediately. We're running around, you know, flapping our arms, rolling. Our arms, <laughs> like, ah! You know, water's coming out of every orifice in our face. <laughs> and so I'm finally like, it, it, the whole deal was whoever takes a drink of something first loses, right? And and so I'm just like, I'm trying to hold out. Eating dirt. I, I was Does a bitch count? about spice. I've only gotten good with spice the last like three years of my life. Like I, before that, I was like, you know, I could no. I could smell, <laughs> I could smell green peppers, and I was like, oh, that seems spicy. <laughs> <laughs> green peppers. <laughs> <laughs> but Too spicy so I'm me. running. I'm running past, and there's this little. There's a there was a cup, uh, like a solo cup, and I, everybody out there was just drinking water, as far as I knew. And I'm like, I'm out, dude. Like, I, and so I just grabbed this cup and knocked back a big swig of it, and it was his stepdad's spit. Oh, the chew spit. And I like, and it was one of those things where because of the consistency, it just like what, like went right down my throat. And I'm like realizing it mid swallow what I have done, and I was just like, and I'm dying from a habanero pepper. That's like drinking a cup of blended banana slugs. Fucking take me now. What'd you say, Jeff? That's like drinking a cup of blended banana slugs. Ooh, that that would Mm -hmm. be similar to. That's disgusting. It was, and I, it it was like I realized it, and I looked in the cup to confirm it, you know, and there was still the rest with like little Uh, bits of chew, uh, and I was like, oh, oh, oh. (laughs) (laughs) I know I've drank somebody's spit chew at some point, but but I I noticed it quickly, kind of thing, and I didn't take a big swig. (laughs) I I was a chewer for. I was in emergency situation, so I just went. I I was like, double down on emergency, (laughs) though. Like, oh no! Let me tell you, puking, which I did Uh, after you just chewed up a raw habanero pepper, just kind of repeats the whole process. Like, and then it's in your nose. uh, (laughs) Oh, (laughs) so terrible! And plus, you get the butthole later. Yeah, and and I did. I was sure that I was going to die, and it harmed our friendship. I trust you zero now. It will take decades for you to tra- to earn your trust back. So, did you drink of your your own chew spit? You didn't so give a shit. I much, chewed for over forty years of my life, and the only chew spit I ever drank was my own, and it was disgusting. But for a lot of years, I was a I was a spitter in cups, and I think my dad finally knocked one over oh, and the- threatened to kill me, and that's about all that took for the most part but there were times when i got lazy and one of those times uh one of my sisters we used to live together and 
I was chewing, lazy night, for whatever goddamn reason, I decided it was a good idea to grab her favorite coffee cup and start spitting in her coffee cup. Not only did I Ew. <laughs> violate her favorite coffee cup yeah. and be a disgusting pig, I didn't even clean it out. Oh. I left it out like an asshole. Damn, Jeff. Yeah, so I, I mean... There's some unspoken. Tell me about your sister. I got, well, she still loves me somehow. That's good. But uh, well, you have several, so at least one out of ten percent like of your sister. But of course, are, all I remember down. was in the morning getting a note on the mirror that said, "If you spit in my coffee cup again, I'm going to pee on your toothbrush." <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> which I which That's I laughed. Good. Points then, for creativity. So I, re- I said like I kill I'll kill you. It was something I, benign. Right. Right. I replied to her <laughs> and said if you pee on my toothbrush, I'll shit in your coffee pot. And that <laughs> and escalated. And that was pretty of much it. Yeah. Both of you went to prison for three years. But I felt apiece. appropriately bad and, and did not that again. But she should have known because years before that, my dad had uh, run his first marathon, and my sister and I had gone to watch him. And I remember coming home from the marathon. And we had a neighbor, this is at my dad's house, we had a neighbor that lived across the street. The guy's name was Glenn Kelly. He was this crotchety old retired fire chief. Uh, he just kind of hated everybody, mostly kids. He hated kids is what he hated. And and dogs in particular. Hmm. So he, he had a sign out in his front yard that said, I ha- if your dog shits on my yard, I'll shoot your dog. So I, in turn, made a sign that said, if you shoot my dog, I'll shit in your yard. And we just kind of kept him up facing each other for a while. If you shit in my yard, I will shoot you. <laughs> if you shoot me, I will shoot the neighborhood. What? So what? I, I, this just made me think of this. Uh, you've smoked cigarettes a little bit in your life, yeah. right? Okay, I have too. You started chewing and you probably smoked a little bit in here and there or whatever. Yeah, yeah. What, what made you start chewing? Like, what person was impressive oh my father it was your your dad yeah it was more for entertainment than anything because you were young when you started yeah i was i mean i started getting chew when i was about five years old wow um and we'd either take it sometimes they'd you know they would give it to us and we'd throw up and so you gotta understand this is 70s we didn't have a whole lot of entertainment like computers and cell phones and shit you had to do shit to your kids to entertain yourself i understand that it's not child abuse. That's entertainment. <laughs> well, that's some. <laughs> Very big of you to look at it. That at, yeah. Way. <laughs> at some point, you stop throwing up, and then by <laughs> by ten years old, I was buying my own cans of Kodiak, and I can remember my dad coming to one of my baseball practices, and I had a can stuck in my sock, and I was trying. You know, I was a pitcher, and every time I'd pitch, that thing would move. So I'm always messing with it and adjusting it. Yeah, Finally, after the practice, he's like, "Son." Yes, yes, father. <laughs> Do you have a can of chew? And I can remember, don't bust me, dad. Dad, don't bust me. Come on, man. Don't bust And he's like, I gotta you have know. It. I gotta well, have it. He's like, what? what? I mean, he's what? like, it's my fault. Yeah. You know. I learned it from watching you. Yeah. <laughs> and now instead, we're both, uh, neither one of us chew, and we're both addicted to toothpicks. I was going to, that's what this is going into, yeah. as to how, how we got off that. excellent not set up. <laughs> I didn't shut this shit up at all. But, but did, was there like a person, a famous person or a person in your life that, that you were like, smoking looks cool? No. Who made it look cool? Or? No, well. Did you smoke? I, I missed that answer. Yeah, yeah. yeah I smoked. Um, I smoked for about a year in my early 20s, and then I quit, and then... Uh, 
I smoked again for about six months and later in my twenties and then I quit again, which those aren't long stints. So like it's it still smoking. Like, if you're yeah. buying pack every day or whatever it is, yeah. it's still, uh, when I vaped too for recently, like I was vaping for about six months and then I quit, I quit that too, kind of on accident, which was funny, but, but there was no inspiration from the world. No, I guess maybe <laughs> wasn't a movie or something. Or? Maybe Lord of the Rings. Right. Okay. <laughs> I don't even, because the first thing I smoked, I don't I even know, was a long stem pipe. Was it, was it Hobbit Leaf? It was tobacco pipe with yeah, because I because it was like it was like a meditative thing, you know. I just like it's I was like cool I wonder looking. what that's like. You yeah. know? so I did it, and I was like, and in my young mind at the time, I'm like, well, I'm not actually inhaling it, so it's not hurting me. It's not right, it's right. not technically smoking. It's like yeah, no, nicotine's still getting in your bloodstream, yeah. and I'm shit like a lot. Yeah, <laughs> tons. Well, I smoked a pipe for a little while in my early twenties. It was just kind of I lived in Portland where it rains every day, so you had to find activities. So it was seriously like in a recliner, smoking a pipe, reading mm -hmm. a book. And uh, it's nice. I it really, I, I my still dad do smoked it once a pipe. and it once it, it and smells because delicious. I love it. Yeah, yeah I love the smell of pipe tobacco. But that's pipe. what led me because you got to. It's like a whole setup, you know. Like yeah, you got to make pipe, love to like it. A, yeah, so to speak. Whereas it, it, you know, if you just get a cigar or a cigarette, it's like okay, whew, we're going. Yeah, we're good. You know? Let's so get that. Let's get that's the inevitably what hit. led me into smoking the first time is I was just like I'm just like I want to smoke more. But the pipe is high maintenance, so I'm just going to start buying cigarettes. And also Gandalf. <laughs> yeah. Right. And cigars seem like such a good idea because they smell good, but about mm -hmm. 30 seconds of that, and it's just like shoving awful. your tongue in the dirtiest of buttholes. It's awful. <laughs> I still On fire. Start to finish. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I can do I cigars. It's got to be a good one, but yeah. I, I try. I, 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 have I don't anymore. I have tried. I just can't do it well and i, I want to i want to be cool next I time just can't. next time we we want to try to be cool i'll get you a little short stogie cigar i got a bunch of cubans i got a bunch of cubans but i don't want to smoke anything except for marijuana because i just because i quit smoking right well, you can you know yeah. make a blunt i guess yeah i don't want to a spliff <laughs> take a cuban cigar and make a blunt Did you guys ever do that do you ever smoke spliffs that's a cigarette, cigarette and Dude, I'm too mixed old. with tobacco, right? That wasn't weed. Part of, that's an old thing. That wasn't yeah. part of my early that's like you 70s just mix, thing. Yeah. You just mix tobacco and tobacco and weed yeah. and roll it up and roll it. I didn't like it. Although I love I love the the first cigarette taste after you smoke weed. Yeah. It just tastes like a chicken nugget or something. Like the just perfect chicken nugget. <laughs> I know that sounds funny, but somebody out there's like it does taste like a chicken Somebody's nugget. Somebody's like, "Yeah, fucking I knew it. with barbecue or hot mustard. I like the honey mustard, but prefer the hot." Something like that. But I I actually I think I started learning uh that I like the look of smoking from oh, thank you. From uh the wife's here. From nice. Die Hard, from Bruce Willis. I blame oh, Bruce yeah. Willis. Like it is I, Bruce Willis' fault. And my dad. My dad smoked like a Even if it isn't, it's his fault. <laughs> it is. He made it look so cool. I was like, fuck, how, I'll never be that cool unless I smoke. Kind of like how you'll never be a good thank you. Never be a good songwriter unless you do heroin. That's what a couple of my friends tell me. They're like, dude, well, you got, if you maybe, really want to write it works songs, for me. you got to do if heroin. You look at the, <laughs> it, I'm like, I'll just do mediocre look, songs forever. If you look at the science of it, <laughs> you know, somebody can conclude that. Mm-hmm. My wife just brought us some yummy fucking apple cider. The, Hell yeah. uh, the alcohol. Is that what type. that is? Yeah. I thought that was just, you know, from your office when you can't stop to pee. <laughs> it's just just sweaty. <laughs> it's sweaty. It's pee? I'm the pee boss. Oh. So that makes sense. I like to collect my own leavings. <laughs> Did you ever I, watch the, the Aviator, that movie with... Uh, who was it, Leonardo DiCaprio? Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, then, and by the end of the movie, he's like peeing in jars. Yeah, that, he, that's Howard Hughes. Yeah, Howard Hughes. Yeah, he Hughes, actually yeah. did that. Yeah. And I and Monique I watched and I, it when I was young, so I didn't. I had no idea. I'm like, why the fuck? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> Monique and I know a guy that actually collected. Hi, that collected uh, his urine in jars under his bed, that's and he a, wasn't a famous weird eccentric guy. He was yeah. a weird like freedom fighter guy. He was an activist guy. Weird. I, I've met a lot of people like that in my life. I'm generally a company in mental health. But yeah. 
<laughs> taking him well, to the Huggy the, Jacket store. So what's the deal? Like, why? Thanks, wife. What, what was his motivation for doing that? Uh, Do you know? Did we... Art. Come, will you come back? Do you remember... <laughs> this is Monique. Get in here, Monique. <laughs> this is Script Keeper in the house. Yeah. Uh, do you remember what... I won't say his name, but why he collected urine under his bed. Do you remember what he said? Because uh, <laughs> it was kind of an odd thing, and we're just like, what? I don't think... Well, he collected his urine for two reasons. One, uh, he didn't want to clean the toilet. Ah. Uh. So he peed in coffee cans. Coffee cans. Yeah, it was in coffee Airtight. cans. Yes. And then uh, the other part was he would wait until it fermented and there was uh, <gasps> floaters on top. <gasps> and then he would dump it in the uh, uh, compost pile. Oh. <gasps> yeah. So he waited and it would... Hey. But he would forget. And it was weeks on end with urine collected in coffee cans. So it was a reduce, reuse, recycle kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> He was lazy. <laughs> wow. wow. That just seems like a lot more Thank effort than just cleaning the goddamn toilet once in a while. <laughs> Get the fucking squeezy <laughs> out. The Comet doesn't cost that much. Seriously, and all oh, you gotta shit. do is just sprinkle it in and leave yeah. it for a few minutes. Yeah. <laughs> scratchy, scratch. I think they lived kind of out in the you woods. you really want to get into it, you can get the pumice stone and get yeah. the little black line off. Takes about 30 seconds. Mm -hmm. I wonder what he did with his poop, because poop is just as bad, isn't it? Come on. Yeah, so his toilet, he, even if you don't your do friend, anything, I know, I'm toilet. looking at you like, what did he do with his poop, Jeff? <laughs> yeah, Shane, a, what did he do I don't with his poop? That excuse because uh, you can, if you don't do anything in your toilet, it will grow mold anyway. It's mm -hmm. gonna get dirty, right? <laughs> so he's just lazy. He his really toilet was full it. of mold while he was saying, "I don't just don't want to clean the toilet." It's like, well, you should anyway. <laughs> can you imagine being the the wife or a significant other of the person that's just like, "I'm gonna piss in this jar." I, I wouldn't expect that the there bed. was a significant. Yeah, it he depends on if he was. I don't think that anybody's before. significant in your life if you're pissing in cans and leaving it underneath your <laughs> that's bed. Fair. I think <laughs> that's a fair. Was he doing that one of those before or after the contractual agreement was reached? Each one of us gets some. Hey, what did you say? I missed what you he, said. Was he doing that before or after the contractual agreement with his spouse was reached? <laughs> I think it was after, yeah. Yeah, of course. <laughs> it's Again, like, well, I'll let myself go a little. We're going to qualify this as a 2.7? <laughs> you know. I mean, maybe. You know. These, these were hippies, though. And he knows what he's doing in his bedroom with all those jars rules. of piss, all those piss cans. Ooh, fuck yeah. This looks good. He's like, it's, I just don't want to spend all that money on lotion, so. <laughs> I Is everybody hearing the bubbles? Is this the most disgusting episode? Yeah, actually, we're talking so about pee, and it sounds like I just—I just took a leak Can in my you pants. Imagine what it's going to be like when you, when we inevitably do a episode where we get inebriated. It was, we're already ridiculous when we're sober. It should be pretty stupid. <laughs> oh, I get way done. smarter Cheers. when Cheers, I'm guys. drunk. Cheers, <laughs> cheers, just a ride, motherfucker. I'll tell you all about it. Hope too. you guys got some cold beverage. Or yes, something. cheers to you. Ooh, radio silence. That's very it good. It's fantastic. Mm. Everybody hear the swallows. <laughs> Monique, Monique loves, she brought us these, but she loves the mouth noises. Yeah. Hates them. Hates. For when Monique listens. Dumb. Oh, no, I want to edit it out. Now I got to find that, write that down. 20 minutes and two seconds. No. We're not editing out shit. Nothing's Uncut, going. Uncut, pure, raw-handed goodness. <laughs> We're raw-dogging the, the podcast edits. So what do, you, what do you say we talk about our reasonableness party? We, we talked last episode. Yeah, we got approximately nothing done. We got nothing done. Yeah, I don't no. know what our platform is. We don't. Well, we like want war. reasonable. We want reasonable in the world. We're trying to. I think it's like an exercise of trying to find out what would be a good political party that people like us would support. So let's treat it like a. Let's treat it like a uh, like a campaign, right? Like okay. so, like so. Let's pitch ourselves a question, mm -hmm. like about a about an issue, and be like, okay, what what is the reasonableists party stance on this issue? Okay. So here's a softball one. Okay. Drugs. 
Love them. I love them too. <laughs> yeah. I think they should be I free. And we'll throw them we off force the drugs upon people that don't want them. <laughs> Whoever we can get to run for president, he's just throwing drugs into the crowd. I, I he's support, not kissing babies. He's just giving them drugs. The aerial spraying of birth control and Prozac. <laughs> just aerial sprays. Everybody's high or you get the you've fuck got, out of the country. You've got like t-shirt cannons from ball games where they're just shooting needles at people. Yeah! Heroin! <laughs> Thank you. Have you... Have you been down to the Walmart <laughs> off Havana yeah. lately? They got, they got the t-shirt guns and everything. That was my, we've already established, I shop at the sketchiest version of anything I can find. Right. That was my Walmart when I was working at Thrifty. That was when I went there <laughs> all the time. So drugs, I know you're going to, well, this is going to be illegal or not legal. Well, question, how legal? I don't think it's legal or illegal. I think we're all kind of reasonable at this point. We're well, that, okay, well, you know how I, I want. How about this? I, I'm setting the bar at, I think there should be vending machines with heroin in it at schools. For free, no. Okay, all right. I would put. I would put. <laughs> Let's drugs, unpack that. I would put drugs in vending machines. I would, marijuana. You could buy marijuana in a vending machine. So who we'll supplies? Who supplies the vending machines in that scenario? Uh, whatever private company owns the the marijuana or the, the vending machine and contracts with the marijuana retailer. So is there any oversight? So my whole thing is. So this is where I stand on on the drug things. Hypothetically, is I think that you know demonizing them the way that we do currently is very counterproductive i think i think that there's evidence to support that you know taking away some of the stigma and some of the taboo would solve a lot of the inherent problems that we have with drug use mm -hmm. as far as the you know the negative sides of it but there's also the issue of quality control you know mm -hmm. so like if 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 it becomes a situation where private companies can supply uh vending machines but then well if you cut some corners and you know these shittier quality or put more dangerous you know excuse me, ingredients or compounds into it just to save some, you know, cost and undercut the other guy, well, then you're getting right back into the same problem that we have. So but I it's the like same market as Frito-Lay, where it's like Frito-Lay doesn't poison its customers because it doesn't want to get sued and it doesn't want its customers to die. Well, Frito-Lay doesn't, doesn't make you hallucinate either, but it, do, but it doesn't want, <laughs> well, but it also doesn't want to go out of business. So like well, the fundamental is the business thing. Like if people get a reputation of being the kind of marijuana that cuts corners, people won't buy it. And so it'll sit on the, in the vending machine and then people will take it out of the vending machine, throw it away and put in a new company. So that's how about hopefully maybe, what will maybe happen. you know this. So like, can you? So I've I've read this somewhere, and I couldn't cite where, and I don't know if it was true. But I, on a cursory examination, I read that heroin, in particular, if it is produced in such a way that it's it's pure and the dosage is regulated, it's actually quite safe. Okay. For you. And so I'm like, okay, but so then the issue there is just shitty heroin is what's causing people to have gnarly reactions and overdose or, or and no, no quantity or, control, yeah, you yeah. know? So like, I don't know, but at the end of the day, I'm, I'm a big fan of personal agency. You know, I think that's a really reasonable stance. That's like, what I'm you know, saying. It's kind of, like, it kind of should be up to you, you know? So if you like, want to like ruin your life. Is, alcohol is a dangerous drug, you know, yeah, and, and, and people, so. people abuse it and they do some really, really shitty things that they might not have done if they weren't under the influence of alcohol. Right. But I still think I still love drinking alcohol and I still think people should be allowed to do that if they want to. Yeah. yeah. And, and I'm, I'm being hyperbolic when I say I want it on the streets and, and uh, I, it's the extreme freedom would be the vending machine thing. Mm. But I like the way bars do it now. I, I don't like the way that the alcohol board exists. I don't think that they do uh, much. I think it's kind of part of the stigma of not agency kind of where the government mm -hmm. needs to be your daddy and tell you what to do or whatever 
so I would. I mean, I like the way marijuana is sold now. I, I think it could be done better for the businesses involved. They do the vending machine thing with marijuana. Yeah, I'm, I like there's one. There's one where I was visiting my parents in in Oregon oh, last yeah. week. There's a there's a shop and like there you have to go through. You have to jump through a couple. It's not as simple as just anybody can walk in and put a you know right. a twenty. But in there's there. some control there but for can, age. But yeah, for, there's yeah. some there's some control Perfect. for age and and for the, everything. There's cameras and shit everywhere. You know, so it's like really highly secure. But it's little. Nobody's there. It's just it's just a small room and like a strip. Building strip mall situation, you just walk in there and there's two vending machines against one wall. Brad, <laughs> and it probably makes as much as a lot of brick oh, yeah. and mortar. Well, they, weed don't stores. Pay, they don't have to pay bud tenders. Yeah, so. <laughs> for sure. I don't know. So that's kind of where it is. It's like, as the reasonableest party, I feel like we would legalize drugs, but you tell me what you think, Jeff. Yeah, I'm, in, well, I'm interested in Jeff's opinion because you, you deal with you've, you've dealt, dealt with a lot with of this. So kind of shit, you know? I got to watch drugs become legal essentially mm-hmm. in the state all of them now in the, washington I mean, yeah so currently in this state you can do any and every drug that you want to your heart's little desire when did that Which, happen as far as just recently well, yeah, that's what i has been yeah. about a year and a half ago and half really now, and hmm. i even talked to the gal that was involved in the case um that made it over the ninth circuit court overturned it but now i can't even remember her name so is it just distribution that's still a criminal act then or correct what? yeah okay. yeah but do you guys want to buy six pounds of crack sorry <laughs> go ahead How no because that's illegal <laughs> no because that's illegal um, <laughs> well said <laughs> so <laughs> the ollie ollie oxen free on drugs full spectrum <laughs> didn't suddenly make people reasonable and rational when they use them and then the crimes associated with them go down with you when you have shithead children if you say i'm just not going to parent you anymore and see how it turns out it's never going to turn out good right okay so you have a society the local society here you can use drugs to your own little heart's desire you see you go out and take a walk people shooting up heroin right all over the all over the curbsides but that's not legalization now, though but now you but now you've got Massive amounts of fentanyl coming in through the border. That's where it's coming. I don't give a shit what your political opinions are. It's where yeah, it's coming sure. from. That's true. Yeah, from what and I can tell, now the fentanyl is going. And, and as far as quality control, this is kind of where I agree with you, where if, if this is what we're going to be, there does need to be some sort of entity for quality control. Mm-hmm. Because now you're getting fentanyl put in cocaine and heroin and, and all the club drugs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fentanyl is getting used to cut it. It will give you the same sensation, but it's going to kill more people. And that's yeah. why you want to put it in the market and so, take it out of the black so market. So for that, I agree with with mm-hmm. but and i'm all for a reasonable rational society if they are or a reasonable rational person i'm okay with a couple of you know whatever you got kids you got good jobs you got a weekend where you can get rid of the kids for a weekend you want to go do an eight ball of cocaine and drink to your little heart's desire and make porn on the great <laughs> as long as you go back and pick up your kids and you're responsible I, i'm all for that yeah the problem is that it requires a reasonable, rational society or reasonable, rational people to do that. And if you continue to do that more and more, the less reasonable, rational you're going to get because drugs do affect your mind and how you act. And there are addictive properties and the addiction does shitty things to people to the point where they aren't being responsible. They aren't taking care of those things to where they do. Ultimately, that's why drugs and crimes are go hand in hand and it's those quality of life crimes which are the burglaries the thefts the the uh identity thefts and and now you're getting into violent crimes Mm -hmm. so i don't there isn't an answer necessarily i qual if if we're going to have drugs 
there does need to be quality control. Is it the government that does that? I guess the government that we're talking of, not the current administration or the current two parties, but this new party, mm-hmm. we would have to be very reasonable and rational about it. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, I think same, same, same as I tend to think about a lot of issues, I think just smaller forms of governance, you know, not necessarily government in its current form, but smaller forms of regulatory bodies that aren't able to be influenced by the things that they're regulating. Right. I mean, know? straight up, if Which, I could, if I had a good weekend and I could go do an eight ball of Coke now because I'm not a cop, I still remember how fun it was when uh, I was a kid. If I knew I could get some good, clean, pure Coke and probably be fine, I'd be doing it. But yeah. I'm not going to go find a drug dealer and do it. Hell That's, no. That was going to be my point. Like, yeah. decriminalizing and legalization. So, so I agree with that decriminalizing doesn't solve the problem so when we look at it like well we just gave them drugs and everything's not better it's like well yeah because they're still buying it from drug dealers that's still uh, they can't go to a store and tell what's in it i think the only thing you could say about that is is it does demystify it so that that takes a little bit of the allure away from somebody who maybe otherwise would have never tried it if it wasn't a taboo thing true and then who runs it is it is it a federal level government or is it local level should never be federal i I don't don't want it to be government government. so how do we get how do we make what we want to have happen in the free market? Well, I think it's real simple. I mean, the way that, that they're doing it now and for marijuana is that, I mean, you don't need the government really to do this. If people in the industry decide, well, we're going to card and you can't have it if you're under 21, uh, you wait in line, you go look and you can see what's in it. It has the ingredients or whatever. It has the THC and it has, you know, what kind of sativa, indica. That should be done for cocaine. That should be done for heroin. Why not? And like here's here's black the one market. Thing. The black market just gives people a chance to die. Uh, the the market itself, it's like, well, they're going to do it. So why not not let it? So it's going to yeah. be. Well, it's it's interesting though because the more the more uh, stipulations you put on a thing, the more you encourage a, a recurrence of the black market for exactly. that thing. Right. You yeah. know? So it's like, and here's here's I will. <laughs> agree. you say twenty one, that means that you know seventeen through twenty year olds are going to have a hell of a black market. Right. Because it'd be like you, you could say, oh well, if you have a criminal record of of a certain sort, maybe not all, you know, but like within the last however many years, you're not allowed to go buy the heroin from the vending machine you know? well, then, but then, then you get, but then you just but then you got a new black market it's like yeah. shoulder tapping yeah. for heroin though mm-hmm. instead of alcohol yeah at that point yeah. well it's trusting people to make their own rational self-interest based decisions and we know that people don't all the time well and here's but the here's the thing that i'm gonna government s- and black markets don't make the problem better they make it worse here's the thing i'm gonna stick to when it comes to drugs in general particularly when you start talking about heroin and meth. You, you got to include them all, mescaline, yeah, yeah, whatever it is. Okay, those are highly more addictive just because it's more governed. I don't want to do or, mescaline or, more than once. In or <laughs> easier access to get doesn't mean that it's less addictive and it's not going to cause a lot of the same problems because uh, that, that come with those drugs. Right. Period. Yeah, but... Uh, the theft and stuff like that, a lot of that it's has to do with away. access. It will it will it will change because again, you're not going to the black market to buy things. If you're going to the store to buy things, first of all, prices will come down because there'll be companies that compete against each other to be the best heroin provider. And so the the prices are a part of why people steal. Um, the the addiction to the drug is the other reason and stuff. I don't know if that that's Well let's pretend that most homeless people didn't actually get free food for, from the government and the stuff that they stole from the store was actually food. The crime still exists to get what you want. Sure. I'm not saying that the problem is that government and black markets don't do what they claim that they can do and they cause more harm than good. I don't have solutions for things, yeah. but I know that the major problem is when you have your arm cut off 
you don't start hacking away at the arm that's cut off, you yeah. know, and that's kind of what government well, and kind of a, that's kind of a, it's a sort of a logical fallacy in my opinion too, because the, you start falling into these traps of how do we make it, how do we make it utopian? There's no, there's no mm. scenario in which crime goes away. That's right. not the, that's no. not the goal. It can't be the goal because it's the impossible. Goal. It's a pipe dream, you know, and if you, if you reach for that too hard, you try to legislate your way to utopia, you just created a dystopia, mm -hmm. which, which we deal with and have dealt with all throughout history. And yeah. I would argue are currently dealing with in a lot of places in the world right now that looks like know. it to me well, so but but the, the the idea is can we can we look at what has worked and what hasn't and improve upon it moving mm -hmm. forward and see how that goes so like you know i think i think making it making it uh you know regulated within reason just as far as like you know we're not we're not putting out <laughs> we're not putting out pcp that you take a, you know a, a one dose of and you die from an overdose you right. know like you got it like there has to be some sort of quality control in my exactly, opinion absolutely. but but, but not but not regulate it or make it illegal or taboo to the point where there's there's an allure or it's prohibitive or it encourages a black market you know so the line has to be somewhere between those two right. and we're, i think we're too far the other well, the, direction currently well the, the intelligence know? of a market is the people like that's why i like markets is because it's really the only kind of democracy that you can actually participate in because you use your dollars to decide I don't like this or I do like this. I will, and that's I will. what protects us from these things that these predatory capitalists that want to come in and make money that's their goal right like is you, to make money like you like me you i'm a filthy <laughs> capitalist but they want to come in and make money and the antidote to their greed whatever is their fear of not being able to make that money. And so I mean that's literally what protects us from all of the 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 dangers of the people that are wicked is like you can make a quick fraudulent dollar and there, there's unfortunately will always probably be what they'll always be that but if you were trying to make a lot of money you can't fuck people over in any field the, unless you have government to, or, to or buy you just arrange it to where you fuck them over just within their level of, of tolerance yeah. but the, the people aren't <laughs> stupid like the, 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 the masses will figure that out and they will punish that company but if they like the thing enough to put up with it then Fair. they won't punish that company I don't know what your example is but I bet there is one probably <laughs> right plenty. on the surface yeah. <laughs> so when it comes to, when it comes to alcohol so alcohol is legal right we mm -hmm. have people that can handle it and we have people in our society that cannot I don't know what the percentage of I've never seen any numbers of percentage of drinkers versus people who are actually alcoholics. And depending on who you are, that definition of alcoholic changes for sure. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I have a, um, I have a pretty firm, you know, good. I think I have a really adequate, if you want it just as a quick aside, I think, cause I had this conversation with a friend of mine just recently. I think you become, and this applies to other things other than alcohol, but to use an analogy, when you, stop being the rider and start being the horse then you have a problem if the thing if the thing that you're using as a vehicle then it starts using you as a vehicle mm -hmm. that's the line we have a problem that's different right. so i agree with what you're saying but that's different for for most people like that line is not in the same place for yeah. a lot of people so it's a, really a challenge of knowing yourself well enough to know yeah where that line is or at least recognizing it when you've passed it and you're like no i can't be the horse i have to be the one in the saddle because mm -hmm. the vehicle doesn't care about its well-being the rider does. You I don't know, think. I don't think job. making it legal makes it any more. Uh, it, it, it's going to diminish social issues as far as addiction and apathy, and then crimes that are associated. I mean, even people think, well, alcohol, alcohol is legal, and yeah, there's alcoholics, but it's not really associated in crime. No, it is. It's associated in basically every crime. Very rare. I, I didn't always deal with somebody on heroin, but I always dealt with somebody who was drunk. Yeah. You know, so well, anything that all, that removes your inhibitions or alters your perception of reality is a factor in your behavior for sure. I don't think there's any way to reasonably argue against right. that. 
I agree with you. So, and again, so it, to me, it comes down to again defining what is reasonable or expecting people to be reasonable in order for these things to happen. I just don't think it's possible to have an actual reasonable society. Oh, well, I just want one. I just don't think sure. it's possible. Sure. Well, you're out of the reasonableist party. Yeah, you, you've already <laughs> given up on the on the, ten, on the core tenets of all of this. I'm just trying to. I'm, no, I'm trying. I can still try to develop one. Well, well, let's try and figure out where we where we landed. I mean, what, uh, what does a reasonableist party? Where do we land on drugs? Are we legalizing drugs now? It's questionable. Do we so I have, another, them all? I have another question before some? we before we bring down the guillotine on that issue. What 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 are your guys' thoughts on um, natural drugs versus synthetic drugs? Is there is there mm. is there enough of a difference there that they should be treated differently? Drugs or drugs or drugs or drugs or drugs. What's the first thing they did with marijuana? They oh they was all about oh it's God's plant and natural blah 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 blah. First thing they do is start breaking down making oils and shit with it. <laughs> making it so much that. more highly concentrated. The dabs are pretty. It's like a but you still marijuana. Can't and I, and I don't necessarily care. I guess, but say what your intent is. Mm-hmm. Don't. Fucking lie. Get as high yeah. as fucking possible on marijuana. Fair enough. Yeah, no. there. And, well, and, that, and again, yeah. which, I get which it. is Life. what potheads did for their whole time being potheads. They're like, I have a gas mask on. We're doing knife yeah. hits. Right. Yeah. You know, so. they, just, they just had the wherewithal and the resources to do it to, to the next level. But it's science. I think. I think my question still remains because no matter you can you can smoke the dopest concentrate to your heart's content for a week straight and you still won't overdose and die. It's probably not good for you <laughs> on some level because right. excess in right. anything is not good for you. But but you know, it, it's not it I, in my in my mind it doesn't in exist in the same then. category. Like you you know you have weed and and mushrooms and that kind of shit, and then you have you know PCP and and heroin, and it's like well, not in, are, are they're not in the in the and same they're, and they're club in, weird, in my mind. Weird you know? schedules too, as far as the government. I mean, yeah, marijuana is scheduled as zero medical benefit heroin still comes from a plant why why is that yeah but but it's everything everything comes from but but you know it's not a plant by the time you use it it's you know it's synthetic that's what i mean like it's you know yeah i mean everything's natural (laughs) yeah that comes from but there's no natural things if you go back far enough in the production (laughs) process but it's all chemicals baby yeah (laughs) it is has been changed quite a bit yeah yeah um what do you think? Do we legalize drugs? If people are going to do, do drugs, people are, people are going to do drugs. Uh, I think the only, I think about the only deterrent that there is from getting started in drugs is the uh, the fear of shame and punishment. I think is about the only thing that works. Yeah, but my, however, go ahead. Uh, if people want, if that's what the people wanted and they wanted to be able to do drugs, I would agree with at least trying to make the drugs safer than they are today. Okay. Therefore, try to at least abolish the black market. So heroin light. Yes. Like, Let's <laughs> make that shit. I want a heroin, heroin light. Medium. Medium. There's a market for yeah. that. I can see the commercials already. <laughs> crack dry. <laughs> got, yeah. Crack. You got, like, you got like an ice bucket with syringes sticking out of it at a picnic <laughs> after church on Sunday. <laughs> Do you have a light? I'm not really into a full on. <laughs> too many calories in regular heroin. <laughs> I'm on Atkins. I can't do that. <laughs> I would like to see what society would do with people that are addicted to drugs after a decade or two of a legalized system because right now everything is dealt with where it's stigmatized and it's you know you basically if you listen if you were alive during nancy reagan's fucking just say no time period you look at some people that choose to do drugs like they they're they, you chose to be a werewolf why you know that kind of thing and honestly Those with a lot of drugs awesome it, it is like that <laughs> but if we if we legalized it and it's and we turned it into uh 
instead of criminal actions where we have police and we have prison people dealing with with addiction and dealing with this stuff it'd be interesting after a few decades of is it still going to be my responsibility to then turn around and have to pay for and fix people that decided to break themselves well, i don't know or is it their responsibility i think there's this kind of shared responsibility yeah there's when probably a line somewhere between there i lean towards I lean way harder towards their responsibility Me too. Than, than collective responsibility. But I like a society but I also, that's trying yeah, to I do fix like, like I don't, you know, people people problems. like to throw around socialization as a dirty word because socialism, socialism. has been has been not very successful <laughs> right. at all, right. <laughs> you know, in, yeah. in, throughout history. But that's that's just because, in my opinion, that's because you try to take the whole the whole thing. You know, you're going you're going from one extreme to the other. But if you implement, I think that I think it behooves us as members of the same <laughs> biological race you know like the same we're, the, we're all human beings mm-hmm. and we're all sharing this space especially in a society especially in a micro society we should give a shit about each other to the mm-hmm. point where we're willing to give mm-hmm. a little bit for the collective good you absolutely know? Like I, it, I am all for the, the theory of i'm all for the theory of leave me the fuck alone but if my neighbor has a problem i need to go help him I, I, I'm gonna get off my ass and go. So, home. but I, what I, about if, what about if your neighbor doesn't great. have a problem, but he could have a problem someday, and that costs you a little bit of money today? Again, if it, I guess it would collectively help, I agree with that. But mm-hmm. it's you know it's Slippery subject slope. subject to what it is, right? You know, true. Agreed. I like the idea of, of people helping each other voluntarily. Voluntarily, yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's the big key. The, the, all of my problems with everything is that government is this monopoly of force, and that it creates immorality everywhere it goes because you can't filter your good vibes through an immoral thing and get your good vibes back or amplify your good vibes you just get shit with good vibe intentions well and we just need to we just, <laughs> like the career i did we, yeah <laughs> yeah you no, went really. into it with really good intentions <laughs> no, and, and it shit on you <laughs> and it's a, and it, I, again i had fun yeah it was, a, it was you know it was a really cool perspective of life but i didn't get to accomplish exactly what i thought i was going to well, you didn't save the world, but you did. You which saved is, a lot of people. That's why I'm here now. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, we just now need to. We just need to incentivize helping your neighbor of your own volition with something like a social credit score. That's <laughs> 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 all we need. It's just some social credit scores and a big Gosh, organization with know, guns. I think, and I both I think got the real problem show. is the bourgeoisie. <laughs> <laughs> Could be. <laughs> so I don't know. Where do we land on drugs? I think. I think. I think. Vending more, machines. More. More legal. More legal and less demonized than they are now, but not to the more point. self-responsibility that comes with it, though. Yes. How about yeah. no black market at all? Whatever we do, we we, we have to kind of like decide what can't be there. The, mm-hmm. All all. How do you accomplish no black market? Though? Well, we make it so that there's actual competition and people listen to the, what the consumers want. If the consumers are saying that we want twelve year olds to smoke crack, then fuck. Yes, that's but fair. If you make if you make the market product more appealing than the black market product, yeah. that's what determines, right? Fuck yeah, that's, that's how why it's been. That's how it's been with weed in Washington. Yeah. I used to go, I used to go buy deed weed from you know bro in the trailer it, park who was my buddy's stepdad, and he's yeah. like, "You got to stay for an hour and smoke with me, so yeah. it doesn't look suspicious," you know. Yeah. But then as soon as I could get it in the store, I went to see buddy in the trailer park a few more times for the sake of nostalgia but then i was like i don't want seeds and stems anymore i mm-hmm. want variety and i just can walk i can try by my uh, house i don't want to smoke a percentage of what i bought from buddy yeah. uh with buddy i'll even pay more just home. because it's convenient and cool and there's yeah. variety and there's cute girls that work behind the counter and make me feel like i'm cool for smoking right. weed <laughs> and it's cheaper i bought an ounce of weed today or yesterday for 30 dollars 
and it gets me as high as most of the weeds I bought. That's bought. crazy. Thirty dollars for an that's ounce of weed. Crazy. But in these farms, Good luck, black it used to be like a hundred bucks. Good and luck, that was black cheap, market. Yeah, you know? these local farms that are growing. If they don't contract everything out, if they so desire, it would be illegal. But they sure have lots and lots of extra pounds that they could package up and very easily go across state lines and make a shit. Oh, in Idaho, money. fuck yeah. So now they basically get to be legalized growers for international. Uh, all these other governments need to get their shit together. Washington State has set a precedence, even though I disagree with a lot of Washington State's ideas on what they should be doing with government. Uh, you know, and actually, marijuana laws in Washington are gonna—they're progressive now, but they're gonna end up being very conservative <laughs> in the future because when people realize like this isn't plutonium that we're dealing with, it's just a fucking plant uh, right. that inebriates to a point where people are, never die and never really lose their minds uh, in any kind of like alcohol. You, we're gonna lose our minds if we keep drinking this for the rest of the day. I'm gonna smoke weed the rest of the day, and I won't. I'll be the same. So blah blah. Fucking, yeah. I don't know my point. Well, so another thing maybe we should, when we do these segments, and then I'll let it go, because I could explore this shit all day and not get bored probably, but we should look at, because I feel like where a lot of a lot of this shit breaks down is where you're looking at um, an issue in, in isolation and trying to, you know, so like we're discussing drugs, right? But what about all the things that are connected to the legalization or otherwise of drugs? Like, so say, for example, if we, if we, if we take away crimes, sure. Yeah. That would be an example. Or uh, another example related to what you were saying is if we take away some of the black market potential for certain drugs, which is translates directly to the profitability of say a cartel in Mexico. Yeah. And we also happen to have an open border, basically, in the south of our country. What happens when we do that? What? Because that's that's going to either create a power vacuum or a war, as far as I'm concerned. You know, and so like it's easy to be like, oh well, we should decriminalize drugs to a certain degree. But what does that? Like my point is, what does that? What other dominoes is that tipping okay. over? And right. how, well, how do the we cartels? We don't give know? a fuck if they have power. Uh, we want them to not have power. I think. Is, sure. I'm sure they do but positive they have things power for community anyway. Right? You know, but so it's through money. Yeah. The money is the power. Uh, they can only push people around because they can hire goons to push mm-hmm. people around. If you can't hire as many goons, you push less people around. If we legalize drugs, we end cartels, and, except for the you know sex exploitation well, really. and child not, trafficking and other things like that. We're not going to be growing our own heroin here. We're still going to be getting it. But you're not going to buy it from the cartel. Maybe the cartel well, yeah. will go legit and, and found a company and hire people and have accountants and stuff. But that's a different... If they haven't already. <laughs> right. Well, I'm sure they have. Yeah, the cartel definitely has QuickBooks Pro, I'm sure. <laughs> but what I mean is... Uh, we, we get rid of the black market, we get rid of the black market players. And the cartel is the biggest player in the black market. They would they would lose their power. Their, their customers would so, go but elsewhere. I, but there, but <laughs> but I don't know a, if it's any better to give the government the power either. So. They're the same thing to me. It's, it's just we a want, different cartel. But Agreed. the different cartel, well, no, because we're going to decentralize power with legalizing it. From uh, So how many cartels run heroin? If it's 10, that's, you know, whatever, probably a lot. Maybe it's 100, I don't know. But as soon as we legalize heroin... All the players that are in the medical industry, all the players that are in inebriation companies like Budweiser and shit, they're going to look at that and be like, all right, are we going to sell heroin? And then they're going to find out, all right, well, how do we do better than the cartels at selling heroin? What do people want? They want not fentanyl in their shit. Done. We can do that. They want it to be pure. Done. We can do that. They want it to taste like cookies and cream. Budweiser presents cookies and cream meth flavored meth juice. (laughs) And that would happen. And, And that's better than... 
letting the cartels and the governments fight out what morally is correct that means they would bring coke back into coca-cola that would be phenomenal (laughs) it would be I don't and, think and that's you get off to decide whether or not you want right to do now. that. Anyway, I was just reading something about that the other day. And not in Washington State. And by the way, if it's that's why you're talking about like meth soda. I, the first time I did meth was actually an accident. And I had... <laughs> Same. So there I was. There I was. I was Eating in a eighth, cheeseburger. eighth grade. And uh, this girl had... Uh, her name was Angela. She had an orange slice. Diet orange slice mm-hmm. in her locker, and I thought I'd be funny guy because you know eighth grade flirting. I was gonna chug her soda down, and I did. Unfortunately, she had just sprinkled a dime bag of methamphetamine no. into that. And was planning on sipping on that all morning. Wow! And that was my first and experience. Just like with we gotta meth. run like lions and tigers and bears. Put me in, coach. Oddly enough, Tuesday. Yeah, first no period game. was PE, and we had to we had this. Uh, <laughs> We had, had to run a mile. Cardiac arrest. Yeah. <laughs> we had to run a mile, and I was usually would walk the thing. I like ran it, and I think it was like four fifty one, like six minutes or something. <laughs> I mean, I was still holds the record to this day. You know, Forty pounds then, but if only they knew he cheated. Yeah. But he didn't think to cheat. He just did. They don't drug test in eighth grade. No, they sure don't. <laughs> <laughs> he was doping. He was so doped. He was legitly doped. <laughs> All right, I think we should put drugs in schools. Uh, for free, and you guys yeah. think we should force them upon people? Uh, we should, give we should actually we do use the, the children to uh, maybe you know test the drugs, test field the drugs. Yeah. yeah, make sure how, see drugs. how pure they are. Yeah, they're Agreed. durable. Yeah, it's like how is this? How good <laughs> they won't is this affect family? them at all. They'll be okay. <laughs> That'd be great. All right. I feel like we didn't really solve our, our platform for reasonableness, but our, how take, about it's gonna take us a while. three? We're <laughs> not going <laughs> to look <laughs> the shit that's going on in government now. Us three, we're not going to solve. No, you're right. But it sure is fun to. Well, let's do the opposite. Like. What would we uh, would we make marijuana illegal? No. Would you make marijuana illegal? No. In any facet? No. Okay. So you no, I, I I think it should be federally okay. legal. Would you make alcohol illegal? Them, them just doing the softballs right now. Yeah. You would make alcohol legal. Yes. Illegal? Oh, legal. 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 You keep yes, it legal. I like to drink. Would you make it better than it is now? You know, I want it legal because if I want the option to drink, I want it. Right. Well, that's why I want heroin so legal. Sometimes I want, I want yeah. to write a better song than what I can create yeah. with just weed. Right. I don't know. Uh, what about what about heroin? Do we yeah. legalize heroin? Um, for the principles of it being safer, yes. Um, for the reality of what heroin's going to do to somebody, more likely than not anyway, I would say no. But... I believe in freedoms too. So as long as as long as you're responsible for the end result of that, well, think about the businesses that and not me. Then yes, absolutely. If we legalize heroin, think about the businesses that could pop up in the heroin industry that are about oh, recovering stuff. stuff. Yeah, Yeah, a lot of it, absolutely. And right now, and, and again, the state pretty much has the. Has control of that too. I mean, you know, they got to control of the methadone programs and people. And methadone does help people. I just don't think off. the government's the answer. But, but they don't get people off of methadone. Yeah. It's just it's just another addiction. I mean, so yeah. to speak. You know, it really is. Yeah. So here's I can't give you a solid yes or no on on heroin, and here's why. I think that as a fan of nuance, things have to be done in an appropriate order. Mm-hmm. And heroin would be. So my answer to heroin would be. Let's see yeah, how the other ones go. Yeah, but not yet. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, and in, in, it's because I can't just saying, uh, okay, drugs, yes or no? I don't know. Depends on which but drug now, and, and why and how okay. much and in what manner, you know? This, so, like, I was, there's other things. So, my point is heroin, heroin being, you know, just legalized overnight, it's fine. Go ahead, produce it, do it, do it, sell it. It's all good. However you want to do it, let the market decide. 
I think, that I think in time one? that would shake out, but if you just did that without having any consideration for the other things that affect how people interact with heroin without taking care of some of that shit first, then you're creating more problems than solutions in the short term. And I'm, I think it, I think we're yeah, better yeah. than that. I think we could do a better job than that, I Maybe. guess, is what I'm saying. But what so we're, like, but what so we're saying far, is keep far, the black market, though. Well, like, so let's take let's take right now, you know, uh, the way this, the way the climate is in the United States right now. Inflation is is huge. People's money is worth less than it's ever been, you know, and I, the poverty directly correlates to how people interact with addictive substances. There's a lot of data to support that, sure. right? So yeah. I think that working on things that improve our economic state before we decide to just go ahead and say, yeah, heroin's free and clear and good and go for it. I think that would be a way more prudent thing to, that would be a more prudent way to do it, you know? Because I think it, that's that's the problem that I have with, you know, just inciting pure anarchy immediately all across the board. It's like, yeah, that's just like, that's to me, that's a dude coming in with the club and going, don't like this computer bang, you know, and like we do it better. And it's like, well, but you could have just pulled out the parts that were working and Mm -hmm. reconfigured them and made like, you know, innovate rather than just burn it all to the ground and start, you know, start over without any consideration for the, for the variables along the way. I'll say this in defense of anarchy. Anarchy isn't like a political thought. It's, everyday life no yeah. everything is anarchy so really government is this weird thing that we're all kind of like it's, it's in, unnatural that we've just done for thousands of years mm. because it's really hard to put pandora back in her little box um no nah, i don't have any more than that <laughs> I, I don't got anything to say I, all i would I say mean, yeah i'm not throwing too much shade on anar- anarchism as a you know especially in its day-to-day form anar- anarchy has utility but i'm just saying I, I was using that as an example of like you know if you just you can you can take anything too far, and that's 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 the. Too I mean, far there's no reason. Anarchy, it's real quick, I, I have a question. There's no, there's no reason to have a black market. That's all. Uh, what you're doing is you're saying, but we'll just keep the black market going for longer, and that to me is where it's like. But the black market is where all of the unregulated and corrupt things can really flourish. We don't disagree, except that my stance is better the devil you know for now, rather than creating more chaos along the way to where you're trying to get to. Okay. That's 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 where I'm sitting on it. So, fair enough. What were we, you gonna say? Sorry, Jeffy. Let's see if I can remember what my thought was. Oh shit! <laughs> it's gone. So, um, <laughs> like your sideburns. Yeah, <laughs> those bad boys off. Whoops, that was a mistake. <laughs> it happens. I've been there. No, so like, if we legalize drugs, are we really just setting up another market to just totally explode for rehab then? I mean, we're I just so. we're just just this other huge step. You I, think a I, lot of people I, I are just deterred from doing drugs just, just because of just because the law. drugs are cheap and easier to get with less risk doesn't make people doesn't make the people that are going to do them less apt to get uh, addicted to higher and higher amounts and and still causing the same chain reactions that go along with those drugs. This that's will, a reality. This will remove all of the having to hide your, I, I don't your care addiction. About, I don't give a shit. But that's that. that's all the black market. All the black market does is create other crimes. It creates a stigma that makes it harder to help people. And I mean, you're in a world where you're basically a criminal. At, looked at in the same way as somebody that's breaking into people's homes. I understand about the feelings All, part, but it doesn't not change feelings. the addictive property part of it. The addiction doesn't matter. People who are addicted to things are addicted to things, whether they're 
it's legal or illegal. They're going to abuse right. alcohol, whether it's illegal or legal. And that's we see that constantly. Well, I, I don't. I, you don't see a big swing in c- countries like Portugal that have had it legalized for decades. You don't see a big swing in South American countries that have legalized it. It's kind of a fantasy that people in this country that want to keep it illegal there continually say is that the crimes will continually to be terrible. They're not. There aren't less marijuana users in our state now because marijuana is legal. There's definitely more. Um, they're not going to be less heroin users or meth users or whatever said drug is because it's legal now. It wins. What are you talking about? Are you talking about one year after it's legalized or 20 years after it's legalized? I would say, within, I would say within one year. Okay. So that doesn't mean that much. Like as an economist, I don't care what happens after you initiate a program. If you put communism in any country that's been capitalist, it will succeed for two, three, five years, 10 years, because it's living off of the thing from before. Like we want to see what happens in the long term. And so when a country like Amsterdam, or like a place like Amsterdam, Netherlands, legalizes it, that's the canary in the coal mine. Did it do what, what law enforcement in the United States said it would? Absolutely not. Do they have problems? Yes, they're human beings. So they still have, they still take heroin and get addicted. They still drink alcohol and beat their wives. But when I'm, not, I'm not trying to solve that problem. I'm trying to solve the corruption of the black market, the cartels, the drug dealers, the not being able to get help. The not clean drugs, the not knowing what you get, all those are answered in five seconds when you say, nope, we're not doing that anymore. So I guess, how, did they I guess do it, how did they do it in Amsterdam? Flipped like it that? off. Well, I don't know. I'm just pretending. Here's, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it was gradual. So no the, government so this, is two fast, pr- this right? really is two prong. Yes, I understand the wanting to take out the black market. I also agree. That's the main with, enemy. I also agree with legalization has the potential to make said drugs safer. And 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 or better and even better and yeah, or better exactly. all around. Yeah, um, which could be a double edged yeah. sword for sure. Right, but there's also, I, I think, a moral responsibility for people in society, knowing yes, you have free legal access to all this stuff, but we also understand you. You need to understand, and we also understand that we're probably going to ultimately have a high number of people addicted to these drugs. So then, does it become our respo- uh, collectively uh, community's responsibility to have more rehabs? You know, it's I, up to that. Like, so these are all just questions that I don't have answers to. Just right. things that I'm thinking about. Oh. I don't have an opinion necessarily one way or another. Just thoughts in my head. A part of me does has faith in, in human beings acting in their own self interest that there will be businesses that start to address these issues right. because there's a demand for it's these. Almost, but these it's almost like we're creating a whole new market if, if it becomes legalized. And it, it, yeah. I don't know if that's good or bad. It's that, very it's good because it's already a market, but it's in the black market. Yeah. Just like we don't want nuclear weapons traded because there's bad things that can happen. We don't want drugs traded in it. It's so all the same. I, it, if we break it down to essentials, I agree with Zach's uh, stance on this. The only part that I'm not entirely on board with is just flicking the switch and and making that change like just right away i think it does need to be a gradual thing because the alternative like? the alternative well that would i don't know like and, and like, like what i was saying like i think we should you know if i was to do it i'd sit down and go okay here's a list of things that i feel like are broken and need to change all across the board as many things as i can gather and then i would start to order them by priority as 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 to how big of an impact they're having and what sort of a domino effect I can think I can predict that they would have if I changed just that thing and then I will I will revisit that enough times with a lot 
people hopefully a lot smarter than me. And that's what I'm hoping. And then, and then I would go, okay, well, based on our best analysis, which, you know, the first casualty of war is the plan. So, you know, it's, I'm not saying it would be perfect my way, but I think it deserves that level of attention because the alternative is just, it, this to me is the equivalent of if you're to put it in warfare it's the it's instead of being surgical and handling the problem you just nuke the whole country because you're too lazy to deal with the, the, with the think actual people that are the problem after listening know? to people in the drug war i don't think they have any clue on how to deal with the problem not one of them has offered a good solution so not, i want i'm not sure so that i want to so <laughs> take away so i want to take away the government fucking around with this shit and experimenting on people's lives for the last seven decades and i want to take away the power of the black market immediately and then deal with it through rational above the table means hmm. that's it like there will be problems and there will be probably things that fail but i want to do it without the black market and without government influence so here so our hypothetical we're working on right now is so if, we're, if we're making the the reasonableist party right so is drugs our first priority of things that we would change is that the first thing we would do no it's all just fundamental I mean, the first thing freedom, we would so. do is just, restructure, just restructure government right <laughs> Because that's the only way the reasonableist party could function the way we're talking about. Well, if we legalize drugs, that would that would suit itself out, because then it would leave it to the people to decide what their community wants for their drug, for how they get drugs and how they deal with people that have problems with drugs. And then it's not a one one size fits all. There's a judge that's like, well, I got to give you three years. Sorry, yeah, it's none of that. Well, that's kind of so. So then, I guess you just answered my next question. I was going to say if our first if our first order of business is restructuring government to where it's micro rather than macro, you know, forms of governance, let's say, mm -hmm. instead of government, yeah. then at that point, our stance on drugs doesn't really matter anymore. Right. Because it's up to the, it's up to communities. Yeah. Some communities, point. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm for freedom. If people in a community decide like, no, we want to make that shit super illegal and you can't even have it in our state. Fine. I'm not going to go to your state. Mm -hmm. That's fine. If you want to use blah, blah, blah. But I think just as a person that's looking at this philosophically, it's like, we're trying to mandate morality and it never, ever, ever, ever has worked ever. And there's no reason to hold on to that where it's like, well, what happens if they do this? It's like, <laughs> it's already super bad with the government and the black market. How does it get worse with human beings being treated fairly and respectfully? Well, I don't know. I don't disagree, but if you're just going to flick the switch on it, that seems antithetical to... That's what we did in that, Washington but, for weed. But, but listen, that's what seems like antithetical, but for weed, not all drugs, at the, at, all we, at once. We just you know, decriminalized we, like, all the like, drugs we'll at once. Which yep. is not the same, so we won't know how that works. Right, and, all and we'll see. But you know, what I'm saying is, you can't. It, that's you know, just flicking the switch on all of it all at once seems antithetical in nature to saying that you want a system that accounts for nuance because that accounts for no nuance whatsoever. The nuance is in these are two. This is a very binary thing. You know what I mean? It's like, are you free or not? So. Like we marched in, we can march right out. That's how this is. It's not like, oh, we need to taper it down because the THC is too high, or maybe if we introduced a, a methadone version of marijuana first. It's like, no, let people decide. But the thing that's been around for hundreds of yeah, years, I agree what with they that. Want to do even, with I don't it. disagree with that at all. I'm just saying we should handle things, other things that aren't drug related, in an appropriate order before we just say all drugs are oh, we good. We can do all because you know, all drugs the aren't time. the same. I don't. I don't think so anyway. No, I agree. Maybe you guys disagree, but no, I agree. I don't want people know. to have fentanyl because it'll kill them. Like you know, there's a good chance if they if they don't know how to gauge or it, or if they, they want, want it. <laughs> I know. I know. I don't. I don't want them to have it. But I don't want people to kill themselves form. with heroin before fentanyl too, or with cocaine, or with methamphetamine. Oh, I mean, yeah, it's, my little kitty butthole at the end of my sentence is like, I, I don't care what you do with your life. 
I want you to do what you choose to do with your life. As long as it hurts no one else, I don't care. As long as you're and, not doing it in my yard. <laughs> right. That, that affects me, and I don't like it. Well, honestly, I mean, realistically, if there was some pipe dream way to make, seriously, drug use so amazing that nobody caused crimes to get their drugs or, you know... Families didn't fall apart, and we didn't victimize each other over the shit. I'd say yeah, that'd be fucking awesome, but that's just not a reality. No one well, thinks that's a reality. No one's brought that is, up. There is something to be said for any any change is going to create collateral damage. You know, like there's no there's not going to be a perfect scenario, and I'm not trying to suggest that. You know, like there's change is uncomfortable and messy by nature. It's just the way that it is. You know, so like I'm. You can't completely orchestrate, like your to your point, you can't orchestrate all of people's reactions to something or how you know their 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 personal agency. When you say, "Hey, you can do what you want," it's like cool. Now that means you have a lot of responsibility, and a lot of people are going to fucking not do well with that. You and know? you but, said, you know, laws, you know, laws shouldn't dictate your morality. Well, all laws, all criminal laws, dictate your morality. You get mad and break some shit. It's a law even though that's natural to feel that way and want to do it. No, you it. can break your own shit. No, you can't. I can break anything I want in my get house. Get in a fight with your wife. No, no, get, no. Get, 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 break no, my no. shit. I'm explaining something to you. Okay. <laughs> you. Get into an argument with your wife and then break something that is solely yours. You're going to jail in this state. Okay. Well, that doesn't seem like a rational, reasonable thing to me. That but, sounds like yeah, government decided some shit. We're getting rid of that. Right, but that's right. But if I, I live by my, point. if I live by myself, I can break every single thing in my house, and no one's going to do anything to me, right? Unless you had an argument with a girlfriend. Right, but I'm, I'm not saying there's that. stipulations to it. <laughs> well, that's the thing. You know, like, if you do heroin and you don't affect laws, anyone, you know, you're not nobody's hurt. Else, you know, but I if mean, you hurt someone with heroin, then you do. All the things that we would naturally want to do as animals. We have laws that go against our natural. Instinct. Yeah, but do they help? Do laws help? Is laws keeping people from killing? Am I not killing either of you because I'm afraid of the law, or is it because I don't want to be? <laughs> right. Only, only you know why you haven't killed. Well, I'll tell you why. I don't want to because it's it doesn't make any sense. I don't want to be uncomfortable. I like both of you for one, well, but I, I don't want to be uncomfortable. I didn't want to kill sense. somebody either, but guess what? It happened. Yeah, I know. You know, I mean, well, different circumstance. I'll never be in that circumstance, probably, but maybe. Who knows? I certainly won't have a badge yeah. on. Well, so as a observer to that exchange, I think there's there's merit to both sides because there's definitely people that have considered killing somebody and then went, yeah, but I don't want to go to prison, so I'm just going to not do that. Yeah. And, <laughs> but it's deep whether or not, and whether or not that was morality, maybe morality played a bit of a role in it. Like I would, I'm not going to say that there was no morality involved, but the consequences and the legality were perhaps the deciding factor too, you know. So I but think I think yeah. you can't really extricate the two from one but another. But isn't the, the consequences the minus government also extreme? Where it's like if you kill somebody that you that you shouldn't have, society doesn't like. Oh, it's we just forgot. Like society, whether there's a jail or not, they're not going to act the I same way. I think a lot more you. people would die. Yeah, I think a lot more people would die because that's how it used to be. If it's like, so, if I if I killed yeah. your wife. And then you went to the village elders and you're like, he killed my fucking wife. And then best case, if it was a civilized village, they put me on trial and then they decide if I get to get away with it and have some kind of punishment. Like everybody whips me as I walk through the town or they kill me. Hmm. Or if it's not, if you're not in civilization, it's just like you came to my homestead and killed my wife. I'm going to go get my friends and come to your homestead and kill you because that's the only, the only way that you can pay for what you did to my wife. It depends on what you're, you're 
beliefs are. This, I mean, Christians never believe that. Punishment. Uh, Islam doesn't necessarily uh, believe I mean, that. well, yeah, if you go back far enough, Buddhism Christians definitely believe that. Of, you, they'd stone you for cheating on your spouse. Pun- punishment yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, <laughs> punishment <laughs> is a good for sure, deterrent. Terrible. However, so is shame. So is, so is shame, which yeah. is where the public aspect comes into it. So they're, right, both, like Japan. They're, both equal, they're both good deterrents. I don't know if they're equal or not. And we're not it's those just people. Nuanced. Things have progressed further have no than that idea. now, so I, I imagine things would be a little different now. But I also kind of wonder, you know, like if it's if it's smaller forms of of governance, or you know, there's no there's no magistrate to decide, or whatever that looks like, whatever form we've ever had. If there's none of that, and it's just up to people to decide how to even the scales, I think a lot more people would die. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> I mean, I, I and I'm and I'm not necessarily saying that's worse than the current system because a lot of people die in the current system too. <laughs> that's know? what I'm saying. It's like <laughs> what we're talking about is decentralizing power, and it's like yeah. it seems demonstrable to me that the more you centralize power, the more individuals are sacrificed for that power and, mm. and that centralized service. So that's to me it seems like reasonable that you would definitely want to decentralize as much as possible to where basically families are in charge of their lives more than and individuals more than other groups that don't have your interests even known to them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So Yeah, I feel like I think I lean towards I agree with you, except I lean towards more towards communities being the micro rather than just family specifically sure um well but that comes into the communities that, that well i've seen some I think old, that comes homeschool into the kids leave that me are in, scary so i get you yeah. there i sure. think that comes into by and large leave me alone but if my neighbor needs help i'm going to get up and help them that the, the well, communities a, yeah. have to want to be be willing and wanting to get up and help others as agreed well. and that's that's, that's why true. i say because like families families are a, a weird kind of microcosm that can become an echo chamber that breeds some really awful shitty absolutely terrible things you know so that's no. why i say we're we're social creatures by nature so the whole like do what you want believe me alone except that you have to interact with each other or you should because you go crazy and become bad if you don't you know yeah. so like that's why i say communities would be the the micro in my mind over just family units necessarily yeah. you know? and anything can happen in a community yeah. for sure can communities big, can become that way too but it's but it, but it's just more it's more collective perspective cast mm-hmm. upon what's going on you know i, and I think that's that's good you know so. yeah i think freedom and and people associating voluntarily is the ultimate way to cooperate with billions of people i think that's the only like my my whole argument is always that whatever the laws are, that's a group of people that sat down and were like, I think it should be this, just like we are. Mm-hmm. It's not much different, other than they have better data than we have, probably. Maybe. There, there's just people <laughs> that are not smart enough to deal with the drug war. The drug war just showed us, it's like, well, government's certainly not smart enough. They literally tried to do things and got the opposite effect. And it's not their fault. It's just just like economists would say about why Pokemon is popular. It's like, you can be the biggest Pokemon fan. You've been in it since the beginning. You know the artist. You have no idea why Pokemon is popular because human beings, their reactions to things, their intentions, individual-wise, it's like rolling a trillion-sided dice every time. It's because you everybody secretly know. wants to fuck Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> it all comes back to sex. 2.7, dude. That's <laughs> Pikachu is, is, is 1.7 of mine. All right. I don't think we... I don't know what we solved. I don't know. But I would say... Drug, it was know, fun. We'll never solve anything, but... Yeah, so we talked drugs. I had a good time getting bristly with you guys. I love that shit. <laughs> that was fun. It was fun talking. <laughs> I mean, you guys should know that Jeff is like, he's been in this this uh, conversation for his most I, of his I career. see the world in such a different way that there's no way that I can verbally explain it to somebody unless you, you, you've got to come out. You've got to come out and see it with me yeah. or you'll never get it. Right. Just, you just, you can't. Right. Well, that's like a, a lot of things too, yeah. I would imagine. But I guess that, I mean, everybody probably has something in their life where they can take someone along and, and have that same and explanation. And they're blown away and they're like, well, yeah. fuck. 
Yeah. Jeff's also the nicest, most genuine asshole I've ever met. <laughs> <laughs> that is a fun But genuinely an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> well, shit, we took some time. I didn't realize we were going to take... Uh, That's all right. It's about time we had a long segment. That was yeah, I good. think so. I think it was good. I think so. So why don't we get into our fuck this thing, advice I give myself, and things I learned. Our little, uh, okay. little fun things at the end of every show. Uh, fuck this thing is Shaden's thing, and it's kind of on the same topic we've been talking about a little bit. Yeah. All right, it's let's big get pharma. deep again. I hope you kept your hip waders on. Fear me, big fear me. Uh, so we could do. I mean, shit, we could do episodes and episodes. I could probably do a podcast just on you know, how much big, you big pharmaceutical big stuff pharma. and how much I want to you know suck their collective dick when you I wake up Lily's in the morning cock. instead of coffee. Because by it's the better, way, but, this shit is fucking phenomenal, right? Yeah, good, this, huh? damn. This, this apple cider, man. Yeah. <laughs> Hundred percent. She did good. So, I won't belabor the whole. We can revisit this topic in the future because there's too. There's way too much to unpack in in one segment. I think. But my my main thing I wanted to touch on with pharmaceutical companies is specifically the the way that like antidepressants and SSRIs have been handled you know since since their inception to to where we're at now with them because it's i find it and i have a personal stake in this because i i was on antidepressants at one point in my life and it was not good for me but i also had a parent that was very like you know medicated six ways to sunday by many different doctors and i watched it completely destroy her for the better part of my youth you know and so i'm and I lay a lot of that at the feet of, of certain pharmaceutical companies that created illnesses that weren't really illnesses just for the sake of making profits on drugs that they created to treat those illnesses that aren't really, you know, they're not, they're not really adequate for what they're trying to say that they're treating. And I think that, I think the antidepressants and there's a lot of different forms, like it's easy to just say antidepressants as Mm -hmm. like a blanket thing. There's, there, there are different flavors, you mm-hmm. know, and I don't, I don't feel as poorly about all of them as I do, you know, like I'm not going to throw them all out necessarily, but it's just quite evil to me when I look at it that, uh, as somebody who, so I'll, I'll give my personal story to make it anecdotal and then we can get into some philosophy around it. But I, when I was living in Texas for college, a guy that I who was in a band with me and I really respected him and loved him a lot and he told me one day that he started taking antidepressants you know and I was like well so we had a conversation about it and some of the stuff he said I was 19 at the time you know so I'm thinking well I don't know man maybe like I don't know like I had a bad bad knee-jerk reaction because of my mother you know but I, th- I started to be introspective and I thought, well, I don't know what I'm talking about. I've never tried it. You know, like what if maybe, maybe I'm just talking out my ass and I have a bad stigma. So I, so I went and talked to a psychiatrist and I never, I didn't tell anybody. I never told anybody that I was going to do it. I just went and did it. I was older than 18. So nobody had, I didn't need anybody's consent to go do this. You know, welcome Shaden. Yeah. Thank you for coming out to us. Today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you got it, buddy. <laughs> I feel so seen, but, uh, so I went and they prescribed, I wish I could remember what it was, but I didn't care at the time. I was just like, these are the pills that I'm supposed to take, you know, but I took them for, uh, all of a week, no two weeks. Um, and then, uh, I hated it. So I, I flushed them all down the toilet and I had gnarly withdrawal symptoms for another week and a half after that. Like I felt, I thought I had the flu. I was, you know, puking and had shivers and sweats and all this, you know, and I was only taking them for a couple of weeks. And, um, 
I can't imagine what it would be like to take them for years and years at a time and then try to, you know, say, well, I think I've developed some coping mechanisms now, so I'm going to not do this anymore. And then it almost kills you when you yeah. go off of some of these things, you know? So they're presented as a lifelong solution by a lot of, you know, psychiatrists and doctors. And I don't, I think that that is doing people a huge disservice. And I think that that is largely because of pharmaceutical companies pushing their propaganda onto doctors who are subsequently pushing it onto people who are in, and the doctors are, I mean, shit, man, doctors have to think about a lot of stuff. What are the pharmaceutical companies? What's their number one goal? Profit. Right. Their company. I mean, any any company, that's pretty much their primarily goal. Yeah. But, but the problem is it's at, it's at literally the expense of lives. You know, their profits come at the expense of lives and, and people's quality of life. And I think that that's, Deplorable. Well, know? what what is their mission statement of these businesses? We got to kind of Iron Man the businesses too for a second. Like there are, I mean, human body is very complicated. Biochemistry is not a super super well known science as far mm-hmm. as we know at all. You know, what for I mean? sure. Yeah, uh, these companies are designed to try and help with human problems, chemical problems, right? So, mm-hmm. I mean, I I've I've railed against the pharmaceutical company for a lot of different reasons, for similar reasons too, where I've had personal experiences where right. I've watched things happen and blah, blah, blah. But I've also been taken to task by a bunch of people that have, that know a little bit more about it too, where it's like, there is a huge percentage of people that benefit from it. And I don't, I don't know. I, it's weird. Cause I don't have a, What's I don't know where I stand on this. Benefiting from it though. Like, what does that mean? Being able to have a quality of life that they, they describe themselves as better than what they had before. So I've heard that too. I've had or, those conversations too. And I'm, I don't claim to be a fucking expert. I don't know. Like just cause I tried it for two weeks and it was one, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't but know I, but, I, I don't but know I've researched it, really. it to death because it matters a lot to me because of my personal experience. Mm-hmm. And so are we discussing merely psych drugs in general, uh, depression or yeah, and, I mean, I mean, to do well, with the mind or, and or yes and no. I mean, we could open a whole can of worms about other drugs so, and you well, know, because I have but, some opinions just about where they're at with psych drugs to begin with. Mm. I, so yeah, let me. I'll finish this thought and then we can dive into that a little bit. My, I've had those conversations like you're talking about, Zach, and my hang up with that is there's been numerous. Um, case studies done where they do, you know, double blind control studies with one group has taken placebo and one group has taken the actual antidepressant and they've gone further than that and doing one group has taken the placebo, but it's a uh, activated placebo, which means that it causes some mild side effects mm-hmm. like dry, dry mouth or something, mm-hmm. but it has nothing to do with your your they think it's neuro, working for sure. Like, I'm definitely not placebo. Yeah, and group. and not only that, the people in the placebo groups see they have a, more, a higher perceived benefit m- most of the time. In except for with the exception of I think two studies where that wasn't the case, but uh, the rest of them, they had a higher perceived benefit in the placebo group than they did in the actual drug group, which leads me to believe that. Thinking, thinking, meth, that thinking, that so, thinking I mean, you're thinking that you're doing something. I just, it seems tragic to, you know where I'm going with this, but it seems tragic to me that, you know, as somebody who's dealt with anxiety and depression since I was a little kid, I've just, I feel like it was, it was built into me and maybe it wasn't, maybe it was something that happened that, you know, fucked me up when I was a kid, who knows, but I've dealt with it my whole life regardless. And for somebody to tell me, Hey, uh, there's nothing you can do about that. You're just broken, mm-hmm. but you have to take this pill for the rest of your life. 
it's like I had cancer or something. You know what I mean? They're like, you have to take this pill for the rest of your life and then you can live a normal life. And that's the only way right. that's heartbreaking. Mm -hmm. And I, and I don't think that that's true for most people that are taking them. Maybe it is true for some, and I'm just an ignorant asshole, but the data that I've looked at just doesn't support that. I was yelled at for saying that, the same thing, you know? but I disagree with them. I agree with you, actually. I think a lot of people, just like Jeff, it's like motivating yourself is yeah, I mean, a better well, there, drug I mean, there's than most of the drugs they can give you actual to science change to, some of your shit. Actual science to back up that a good diet and regular exercise can't, it literally cures moderate depression. Makes sense not, to me. Not, not even mild, but moderate depression. Yeah. Why? Because you start taking care of yourself. You start giving a shit. Mm -hmm. You start having some consistency in your life. You start meeting some goals, and it changes your outlook Chemistry on too. everything that you're doing. Yeah. Well, you start winning. You 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 just start winning, and you, do, you all you do is you develop momentum. It's it's honestly a simple fucking recipe. Psychologically, that's true, but there's good there's good biological science exactly. to back up what you're saying too because so exactly. you have so your brain functions on neurons. Neurons are all the, they're all the messengers in your brain. The serotonin receptors in your brain is the only thing the SSRIs affect, which are antidepressants, the most commonly used antidepressants. They're not all SSRIs, but that, right. those are those are the ones that I per, have the most beef with because I think they're the most harmful and the most ineffective. But they they change the way that the serotonin receptors in your brain receive serotonin. But there are 500 million neurons in your gut. That are that are they're only connected to your brain through your your vagus nerve, as far as I'm, or Vega, Vega, Vegas. So you're talking vagus, about vagus numbers nerve, that yeah. aren't even really conceivable. So, yeah. Well, so I mean, to put it in perspective, there's roughly a billion neurons from you know our our best calculations. There's roughly a billion neurons in your brain, but there's 500 million. In, so, your 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 central nervous system, your gut, your guts, they're you know links heavily they're half of they're half of their or they're a third of the equation you know so it's like that's not and and and, and there's no antidepressant that treats your the that has anything to do with the nerve receptors in your gut fair none yeah. you know so it's like so and not to mention the the whole depression thing it was invented by pharmaceutical companies in the seven in the 70s for 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 housewives that were they called it they called it uh uh what the shit did they call shell that? shock? It, no, it was just it was just like you know she's she's nervous from being at home all the time and doing house you know houseley duties. I, I should blah, know this because you know. it's yeah. my generation. Yeah. But you have to understand that all the things that are existing today didn't even exist when I was a kid. Uh, they, they had hyperactivity. Well, some of that's valid, but some of it yeah, some definitely of it's like science. Right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. There's further. you know, I mean, people eating plastic and shit and margarine and all. Tide that Pods, baby. Then. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> we ate paint chips. Eat, <laughs> paint chips were no, delicious. We made some <laughs> fucked up kids. I'll tell you that. <laughs> we um, were eating that pink shit in the fucking ceilings. <laughs> pink Panther shit. <laughs> it's not cotton candy. <laughs> it looks like cotton down. candy. Asbestos. It has best in the name. <laughs> it's fucking pretty bestest. Shouldn't have named it something so cool. We had we had some kids on Ritalin and they were called hyperactive and there was like two yeah. or three of them you know yeah. it wasn't every fucking child in the classroom mm -hmm. that's stuck on meds you know the brain itself has I mean they don't know shit about the brain I, and I appreciate the fact that science is trying to figure it out yeah um, I think they they've definitely gone very should. far but yeah, I don't think that depression is this is, is cr this chronic depression that we have throughout society most of it my opinion literally can be cured by starting to take care of yourself 
and make some better decisions in your life. It can at the very least. I disagree with you to a point, but but I I think I I, I think the reason I disagree is because you say cured. I think it can be alleviated. I'm not there's I'm no, not ignoring. Not, that. I don't I don't think that it's something that you can just get rid of. I'm not ignoring that I mean? there are chronic problems and some real issues, but I'm saying at the at the levels that medication is being promoted mm-hmm. either by by the doctors for incentive from the pharmaceutical companies uh with without really having doctors that specialize that are prescribing for for mask for just said symptoms mm-hmm. i think that uh most of that probably doesn't really require medication not to say all or at least I temporary agree. medication that's yeah temporary yes. medication on top of while you're on this medication, it should make you feel a little, little better. Mm. Take advantage of this and start eating salads and start yeah. going for walks and yeah. exercising. And hey, you know what? Pay your bills on time and get up. Instead of watching uh, YouTube, get up and fold your laundry yeah. and get that shit done. Yeah. Start or, taking care or, of your life. And get, it's amazing or, what happens. Or get some help. It doesn't all have to be on your shoulders all the time either. Get some help. Start working on your support system. Go to a really good talk therapist. And there's a difference. Yeah. A lot of talk therapists are shit. You know, and it's okay to ditch a talk therapist because they're shit. Like, but unloading like your for shit anybody who's like, I'm going lot. to therapy, but you know, he, I don't really like it, but I'm doing it, and like it's therapy. There's good therapy and bad therapy. There's yeah. good doctors and there's bad doctors. There's there's good farmers and bad farmers. There's good podcasters and there's us. You know, like, <laughs> just sitting in the shit. <laughs> but but I I agree with you with that last addendum. I think I think that if if the whole if the whole deal was look. You can use this, like if you break your leg, you need crutches for a while. You don't have to, I'm not saying you have to just walk around in in the cast or the air boot and suffer and stumble and like lean on people. You need crutches, you know? So use it, use it as a tool and I'd have no problem with it. If it was pedaled that way, I would have not the problems that I have with it except for maybe a handful. But that's the, the huge, the biggest problem I have with it is don't, don't rob people of the opportunity to develop adequate coping mechanisms i'm depressed by default and i've realized only recently that not everybody is that way like i there's i've had a couple people in my life tell me that i believe sincerely they're like i don't know how it feels to be depressed like you're talking about like i've been sad about things but i don't know how it feels to be depressed and i fucking i'm whenever things get quiet and nothing else is going on i'm depressed i've always been that way like Mm -hmm. and and it's not like a oh things kind of suck like i I like it's a it's a something I have to be proactive with or it'll eat me alive kind of depression you know so but that but I don't look at it as a this is an illness that I have that needs to be cured or I need to get rid of that it's part of me you know it's what makes me who I am and I've learned ways to spar with it it ends up causing you to have drive is really what happens for you yeah it does and sometimes it kicks my fucking ass you know and but but I also have surrounded myself with people that understand me to a decent enough degree that they just they take it in stride and they keep building me back up when i when i fall down you know and i think if 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 that was the goal rather than hey like it's easy to just say here just take this pill for the rest of your life and that's the solution i'd rather just hand you a stick of eyeliner and some black hair <laughs> <laughs> you do your thing for a couple See weeks what i mean these people get me <laughs> <laughs> he's much healthier because of it i got a leather trench coat you can wear around Hell for a yeah. while <laughs> so anyway that's my little rant thanks for coming along on the journey with me guys i could go on about that for a long time and i hope i didn't piss anybody off if i did 
Send me, you just just write me. Well, yeah. I would love to talk about it. I mean, I'm not, I'm not militant about it. It just, I feel it, it. I have a lot of empathy because of my personal experience, both in dealing with my shit and dealing and with let's people be real. who have been handled poorly in let's that department. Let's be real. Everybody in this world, at some point in their life, if they went to a doctor and unloaded on what the fuck was going on, we would all be put on medication. Yeah. One thousand percent. I mm. believe that. And I lay that at... And that's a pretty that's much the mostly like ninety five percent. I lay that at the feet of pharmaceutical yeah. companies. Yeah, yes, <laughs> that's what I was gonna say too. It's yeah. like, well, this seems like a problem that this drug will help. Yeah, really, right. and you that's sure? a problem. The other five percent is doctors that actually buy that lazily and just peddle it. You know, because like that, you because know, but there's genuine because there is genuine people that I do think need more help. More, I mean, real clinical yeah, help, and sure. I want them to get the help. But unfortunately, it, it becomes such a saturated market; they don't get the fucking help, and other people are getting essentially poisoned instead. Yeah, and it just seems like a bullshit solution to me too, because it's it seems lazy. You know, so it's just, eat like, a here, steak, just eat take it. a pill. Literally, one of the side effects of a lot of SSRIs is you might. Uh, find yourself wanting to off yourself that's yeah. a side effect that they yes. list on it murder and it's people. like yeah. isn't that what i'm taking it to not do like why well, doesn't work yeah. for everybody what the hell you yeah. know and they're I like guess, well disclaimer well, sometimes guess, it goes poorly and it's yeah. like because you're trying to rewire something you haven't figured out well think about that for a thing that you kind of invented that you don't understand <laughs> mm-hmm. and you're pushing it really hard because it's making you lots of money and it's easy well think about in their study somebody whacks themselves they can't really ask them at that point so they well, it must have been the drug. <laughs> it had to be the drug. The well, drug, yeah, right. they, yeah, that makes us. Yeah, we get lazy with that kind of stuff too. Yeah, you're right. Well, how about this? Because we we might be la- being a little bit lazy on this overall. Like I've never seen data that shows how successful has this been in the long term for people in general. I have a feeling it's not great. But because we don't hear about it, you think if the pharmaceutical company was having success after what? success, they'd be like, eighty-five percent of people that take Paxil are fucking healed from. You know. Well, and another argument that may go see in, some data on the that. argument that may go in their way is part of a lot of depression and mental illness is when you're on on your medication, the ones that do work for people if they can find the right combination, they feel normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they get well, off. When someone it. feels normal, you're like, "Well, I don't need this medication anymore." Yeah, I get off it, and mm-hmm. then the cycle repeats itself. Mm-hmm. So, so it's the but it's it's there's there's even more to it than that because a lot of a lot of when you're taking a lot of SSRIs, it if the side effects. So saying you feel normal, I don't know. Like by comparison, like are you? Uh, when I took it, I felt numb. I didn't give a shit about anything. It leveled out. It took my lows and it brought them up, but it took all my highs and squished them right down. Yeah. I didn't give a shit about anything, but I also had this little compartment in the back of my head the whole time that was furious, but I just didn't care enough to engage with it. I just had this little man in the back of my head that was like, fuck! Yeah. Like all the fucking time, but I was like, whatever. That doesn't feel healthy. You know, so like that 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 numbness to me personally is not preferable. It, and maybe maybe my the alternative for me just isn't severe enough. Like, you know, I could see how numbness would be preferable over you know certain states of being yeah. but that still doesn't strike me as a solution you know that no. strikes me as okay i got to figure out a better way to manage this and i need this for now otherwise i can't deal and there's no shame in that no. in my opinion you know, like, i had a medication experience i don't i don't i guess it applies i don't know if there's it's not much more than a story really but working graveyard for 20 plus years i uh there was a medication that was made for people initially it was made for narcolepsy uh to keep people awake and then they found out that it was really good for people that work shift work 
Yeah. So I actually shit work shift work. shit yeah shit well shit work. <laughs> also yes the answer Shitty is yes shift work yeah the answer is yes anyway a buddy of mine was on it and it was working really well for him so that was I did actually try to go ahead and get medication um to uh, deal with this issue because I was I was just getting beat at work mm-hmm. they would not give me that medication but they gave me Adderall. Well, perfect. <laughs> so they isn't and an Adderall and like, is for you just take right. half of one of these, crunch it up, and snort it. Then yeah, you, and then like, be all oh, just like they're like, no, you get. Do you have tinfoil? Then you get put it. No. <laughs> <laughs> the doctor's like, yeah. here's your medical disclaimer. Grade I'm nothing you heard on had my the Just Ride podcast is advisable. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I, that was when I had my ankle surgery, and they gave me oxy's and they, you know, roll of tinfoil. I didn't understand, but. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> apparently nobody just swallows them anymore. <laughs> but, um, yeah, but I thought it was odd that they essentially would give me that medication as opposed to what the hell I was asking money, for. Money, money, baby. Uh, yeah. And yeah. guess what? Didn't work. Remember that time I talked about today taking meth? It was kind of the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. It was awesome. It was great. I'm yeah. like, oh my God, this is legal right now. Yeah, Adderall. <laughs> Whatever. I feel great. Isn't Adderall what they give? Well, not Ritalin. But don't they give Adderall to little chitrins? No. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like Tic Tacs. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Do they still? I thought they did for a while, and then they were like, maybe we shouldn't. But no, it's it's still pretty. <laughs> still good. gone. Does cool. that sound nice. like an industry that's just right on top of the science? Yeah. <laughs> maybe we should. I don't know. But uh, we maybe could, we're we, could, we could probably revisit the pharmaceutical stuff because, like I said, I could we could get way off into the weeds in that, and I've I've got a lot of. <laughs> I say we come back to it. I mean, we have a song. Opinions, Sovereign has a song called "Drug Dealer" coming out on this new this album. That's that right. Explains my shameless plug. On shameless oh. plug. We have a new album coming. And it's you're doing about this. Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna be a fun one. Uh, but yeah, and I wrote that about a family member where I watched her go from being a very productive, incredibly intelligent, very creative person to just a little slug Vegetable. because she yeah. because she was young and she decided to do mushrooms or something, and so her parents punished her by what it looked like Man. to me as a kid was punished her by taking her to the doctor and she giving her they should have just drugs. let her become a really cool hippie lady she is now that <laughs> oh, is, perfect and, you know her she life found her way <laughs> her life is maybe a little bit maybe not what people would like for her to have and stuff but it is her life and i think that's probably she better she deserves to have it this that's right all right jeff you've got some advice i give myself which is uh don't fucking well you tell it it's don't 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 worry about what people think yeah Basically. essentially it's you know, don't don't ever worry about what others' opinion is of you when you're making a decision for yourself. A big decision or just in general? <laughs> really in general. It doesn't really matter. No matter what you do for yourself, somebody's going to be pissed off about it. That's the reality. Um, you're not saying I, ignore I found people's out, advice. You're saying no, don't it, no, listen it, to their bitching and complaining. And yeah, yes. Yeah, so you're always going to piss somebody off. Shit talking. When you're trying to improve yourself, there are people that are just waiting for you to screw up, right? And a lot of times in life, we make decisions. We're living in a situation. We want to change our situation. It's going to hurt somebody for you to do something for yourself. That's just the way that it is. Mm-hmm. Be the kind of person. Weigh out what you got going on, no matter what it is. Make your decision and be comfortable in your decision. Understand that you might be wrong. You might fail at what you're doing. And... Not everybody's going to support you, and you might even hurt somebody else's feelings. But the reality is, it's your life. It's the decision that you're making, and you get to either reap the rewards of your decision or pay the consequences, and that is just life. You don't have 
don't waste the time to worry about what other people think. What other people think. That was a huge problem in my life. I think so you know, for always, me too. Always doing, going above and beyond, essentially trying to, you know, win people's love and respect. When the reality is, I, I'm living for other people. And then when you start doing things for yourself, people start getting upset. Don't care. Do it for yourself. Yeah. This is your life. You get to live it. Yeah. And and if you decide not to do something because you're afraid of what somebody else is going to think or it might hurt somebody else, it, again, it, it, it's situational, obviously. Be rational. Don't affect. You know, yeah. Yeah. yeah don't, be, don't go out being dick on board. Well, this person's going to die if I yeah. decide not to do this. But, you know, fuck them. But em. goddamn. Just but I really want to play Assassin's Creed tonight. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> fuck them. Let them die. <laughs> It's great. Make a decision, do it, and either reap the rewards or or the consequences, yeah. and then do it again the next day. There you go. So it seems like uh, if I was to come at that from it, because I'm trying to I'm trying to rationalize it in my own head, because I think I agree with you, but it seems like um, what you're driving at is it's good to consider how your actions are going to affect other people in your life, but you shouldn't allow someone someone else's potential displeasure with something that you need to right. deter you from going after the thing that you need you know I, especially if it's not being done with malicious. the intent of hurting them you know yeah, if, if, you're, it's not if you're malicious. just looking out for yourself and it doesn't necessarily suit their view of you or or make them more comfortable that shouldn't keep you from doing it if it's something that's right. important that you need. Can right? we just set a default for this show that we're all everything we talk about is based on reasonable and rational? Okay, don't don't start. We say these things. Don't start thinking about these extreme situations. Yeah, except we're for shitting the bed. Re- right, <laughs> it was reasonable. I feel like you handled it pretty good. Honestly, knowing who it was, I'm a little, little disappointed you didn't handle it a different way. Yeah, you should have just plopped <laughs> it in your mouth. I didn't know yet. I didn't know you <laughs> Here's a little poop before your mouth. <laughs> um. Yeah, I agree with your premise, though. Yeah, like, yeah, it's obviously asterisk, you know, don't don't be a cunt just because you want right. something. Like, you know, I really right. want to buy an Xbox, right. but my kids won't be able to eat but how, ah, fuck them how many times in <laughs> life do you, do you not do something because uh, it, it's going to upset somebody else? A lot. Yeah. Yeah. Most it's of part time. of the it's, human. It's a lot of, it's, it's a lot of, it's, 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 the, I think that's the most prevalent in romantic relationships and relationships with your parents. Mm-hmm. I think is the two places where that comes up the most, and that's you know, but but those are the relationship. You're always going to have your relationships with your parents, you know, and, until that you know they cease to exist or yourself, and and part of our part of our being is romantic relationships, mm-hmm. you know, but I mean in, in general, so we're always in and out of those throughout yep. life. Yeah, yep. but uh, at the end of the day, you're the only one that has to live in your skin. You exactly. know, so you got to. No, but you can't expect other people to look out for you necessarily. No, not really. <laughs> you know, you, it nice it kind of lands on your like shoulders. That. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When, yeah. yeah. When you find a pot of people that constantly encourage you, it's nurture that shit or or yeah. kick it's your amazing. ass when you're out of line. Either one. Well, either one are valuable. Yeah, that's same. Yeah. But when you you tend to have respect for someone that's kicking your ass when they're generally supporting you. Yeah. And they stop. If they're lovingly wait, wait kicking your ass. <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute, dude. You're fucking stop doing what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. I might have respect for somebody that's normally supported me versus somebody who's always just told me to stop doing what I'm doing. Trying to shit on whatever you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Always. Or don't care. Yeah. Agreed. When you brought that up, it made me think of uh, a quote that has always stuck with me. It's one of those tools that I use where it's like, other people's opinions of me are none of my business. 
It's just that's exactly you and can't like, control it, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, you can you can certainly stress about it. It can cause anxiety for sure. Where you're like, what do they think? Did I mess up what I said? And I do it all the time. Mm-hmm. But it's that reminder world. It's like it's not my business. I can't. I can't affect the change. I have to go have this weird, awkward conversation. Like, did I come in awkward there? And yeah. they're like, we are now. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's oh like, well. Either either they give enough of a shit about me to give me the uh, enough of a benefit of the doubt to have further discourse about it. Or they don't, and they piss off, and I can't do anything about that, really. I'm Either just, way, I'm, I'm going to go jerk me. off and play Assassin's yeah. Creed, <laughs> pet the dog. At and the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I get Vikings. I'm a multitasker. <laughs> so, yeah, well, that's interesting, though, because I've been, I, the, if I was, if you guys had pressed me to come up with an advice I give myself, like, I've been drilling myself the last couple of weeks on not comparing yourself to other people, which falls right. That's like a squarely Shit, yeah. a part of what you're, you guys are talking about because, well, because it robs our, you, it robs you of the joy of your own personal accomplishments, you, you know, like it's just like, Hey, shit like i wrote this song and i'm super stoked i'm just relating it to my own fucking i wrote this song we, and i'm super stoked and then you like look at some other you know musician you're like fuck their song is way better than mine like and then now you feel like this thing that you poured your soul into is trash and that's not right man like the way you should you look at it is yourself. like the song that i wrote five years ago compared to now it's so much yeah, better compare yourself to yourself yeah. or nobody at all exactly yeah you can you can run up the chain and compare yourself to enough people where you're going to start finding people that make you feel lesser instead of more oh yeah there's always somebody but it's better. not good to do the other way either like i'm better than them you know it's so well tell me yeah and i am yourself so I, been, I am though my son just so young, you all know <laughs> and i've been trying to give my son advice and it's like one of the things that i learned and it's kind of part of stoicism and kind of that format of thinking is like uh on the opposite token, I guess, but not in the same way. Uh, you look up to me, like men or women, people that that you respect, and and like one of the things I've told my son, it's like read biographies of people that you that you find respectful or that you that you want to. And it's not to copy them, and it's not to compare yourself to mm-hmm. them, but it's to learn like. I have no idea how to be a human being. Well, what did they do? You're what learning did they disciplines learn? is what yeah. you're doing. Right. So learn, I mean, learn from them, but don't want to be them. Right. But, but yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it's good to find out, you know, when you're like, man, has anybody ever felt like this? And it's fun to like read about a, a football player or a former prime minister or something. You're like, they went through that shit. <laughs> There's something special when it's a quiet moment in your own mind from a book. They from... jerked off with their left hand too. <laughs> I'm Holy not shit. alone. <laughs> Southpaw fucking shadow boxers. <laughs> we get a righty down here. It's just going to really fuck up the Yeah, circuit. that's no, any, any guest we have on the podcast has to be a verified Southpaw. Or That's we right. Do it. We'll throw it off. <laughs> well, why don't we why don't we close off the podcast uh, talking about the brand new merch? Shall we? The yes. brand new merch. We got brand new merch. Thank you, Mrs. Scriptkeeper, for putting amazing, together. amazing work. Uh, we have three new designs. We've got uh, the Shadow Boxer. Is it which, bad to buy your own merch? Because I'm gonna. <laughs> yeah. I wear my own merch all the other time. If, if local bands haven't given me clothes, I would never be clothed. But now, I'm, if Scatcast didn't exist, I wouldn't have any clothes. Although, what am I wearing? I got Sovereign, Sovereign Citizen, Citizen shirt. Yeah, and the Yankees hat, <laughs> and no pants. But uh, yeah, Fuck we have pants. We have at just uh, we have at Scatcast.com in our merch store. You can find our what's your two point seven? Uh, Jeff's very scientific two point seven <laughs> fetishes. Uh, and I, I like that question. That's a good like. That's a good question. That's a good starter for like a conversation. That's a good, at the that's bar. like a, that's like yeah. I mean, none of this. 
Yeah, that's like, what's your sign, baby? It's yeah, like, yeah. do you like poop on your chest? Yeah. Should we be no. extra militant to anybody we have on the podcast in the future as a guest and just start start the episode? What is your like, 2.7? What are your 2.7 fetishes? Yeah. Do you raw dog life? Yeah. yeah. Are, like, are you a shadow boxer yeah. by nature? I need to see, shadow boxer. I need to see this week's Pornhub search. <laughs> Let's see what you got. Show me what you got. <laughs> I like Because I want to see got. if you lied about your 2.7. That's right. <laughs> or if your 2.7 are going to alter my 2.7. <laughs> or what if it's like 13.4? You got a lot of fetishes, buddy. I don't <laughs> know why. thing I can learn out of this. <laughs> he just doesn't like normal sex. That's all. Yeah. Uh, What's the raw dog in life one? We got a There's raw a raw dog, dog in life, life and shape. it is a, a cute little hot dog. Uh, a, a very original hot dog <laughs> with a bunch of gunk on it. But I love the tongue The tongue out. is the yeah. best. It has kitty butthole on the tongue. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed so I laughed probably more than I should have <laughs> but it was uncontrollable it laugh. was made specifically with you in mind I'm quite sure yes, <laughs> yes. it was the, the tongue because we've actually done a, a Monique's event over there called, like yeah we did an event called Getchfest uh, yeah. for a few years Nightlife Network and us we worked on it and the logo for it was your face yes. with a, your tongue sticking out. I, I so have, it was perfect. I have large appendages, and I, I do have an exceptionally long tongue. He's got a Gene Simmons tongue. Yeah. Are you advertising right now? Yeah. That's weird. Apparently, weird yeah. flex. Apparently, I am. I've yeah. got huge things. I have. Mainly tongues and yeah. fingers and My toes. My old man used to say, if you keep sticking your tongue out like that, a bird's going to fly by and shit on it. Mm. Well, there's, it, a, there's a little kitty butthole. And I believed <laughs> <laughs> I it, should have said that. I forgot all about that. I mean, it that should have. It could have happened. <laughs> yeah. It's possible. Yeah. Probably happened to somebody once. So we got we got raw dog in life, which I think is you know how I like to do life. I think we all kind of like to do life like that. We've got the Shadow Boxing Academy. Is it Academy or is it the gym? Well, I can't remember exactly the name of it. It's uh, Shadow Boxing something. Yeah, but it's stand by. <laughs> stand by. <laughs> we're, we're, we're researching machines up. Yeah, hold on. Shit, you made the thing. Wife, you're sitting right there. You're like, <laughs> it's a club. Shadow Boxing Club. Yeah, and you don't talk about it. We don't talk about it at all, <laughs> especially before twenty something, because it's very embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. But then after that, you yeah. can talk about it. Fine. You can compare notes in small circles yeah. after that. So we've got the what's your two point seven? I believe I was challenged by uh, Donald to do a video of uh, a, a forum that I brought up in another show. Donald, no. The answer is no. <laughs> Sorry, I love you. But Fuck I off. am the star of my own, you know. <laughs> well, if you guys would like to support the show, we don't have a Patreon yet, uh, but we do have, of course, this merch. So go ahead and join. Uh, go to scatcast.com and you can get one of those three things. Yeah, grab the or merch. Or all of them. You could you also uh, send us an email and you can tell me specifically how much you hate me for talking there shit about antidepressants. Yeah, right. Just, a ride, just pod, a ride pod. And you can label it Fuck You Shaden. Yep. Fuck Put you, that in the subject. Poobah. I would appreciate that. Please wasn't there a cleanup towel in that as well? There is. Yes. There's, there's rally the rally towel. I the think rally, rally towel. towel. You know, <laughs> that, might that, 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 that would be a nice little combo kit with <laughs> the fun. Dr. Schmogie's, uh Ball oil? Ball oil. Oh, we didn't know there were towels available. I didn't <laughs> yeah. know. It's, it's on now. That, that is a good it's idea. It's on. Because we're working on some That's jerk juice. That's a nice juice. little kit. Yeah. Yeah, we got motion lotion, motion jerk juice. lotion. We want Doctor Smokey wants you to we jerk get it the, with uh, pleasure. The, uh, right? uh, <laughs> good smell and fine. It's a good good the lubrication. Love potion sixty nine candle <laughs> with the shadow boxer shirt <laughs> and some Doctor Smokey's ball oil. We'll call this and a we'll towel, call this and the cleanup towel. We'll call this, we'll call this <laughs> Wank Boss gift basket. Just get a nice ambiance going on in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. All right. So anyway, said, if you want to support us being 
total fucking total gross ridiculous 12 year old boys yeah. for the rest of our lives we could use your money uh <laughs> scatcast.com all right there is actually one last thing because we wanted to talk about the daycare at the casinos oh yeah <laughs> things we learned this perfect week. things i learned this week so <laughs> i decided to uh we 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 decided I didn't. I don't let me into this. <laughs> I did or not me. consent. <laughs> What's going on? Polly and I decided that for whatever reason we wanted to just go to the casino and people watch, which is exactly what we did. Nice. And uh, I hadn't been to the casino in a long time. I, anybody that knows me knows I, I used to be a huge poker player and just. He bought a truck off that shit. And a four-wheeler, actually. Yeah. But I honestly don't have time to uh, The day they bring cribbage back to a casino, Jeff is the day we lose Jeff. I would love to do a cribbage tournament. Yeah. No, I was a poker guy. Anyway, I hadn't been to the casino in a long time. And what I learned this week is inside the casino is a goddamn Kids Quest daycare. <laughs> Now, Loser. I'm all for daycares for children. Yeah. Honestly, I'm all for casinos. The two of the businesses t- together, that is just bad fucking business. So now, <laughs> I mean, the one thing that would keep a gambler from going to the casino was, fuck, I got to stay home and take care of my kids. Yeah. Which oh, is no. Not anymore. We're going to solve that problem for you. We've we got you. This is a kid quest. So Get now, for the low, low cost of probably eight to ten bucks an hour, you can throw the kids in there for their only 24 hours. You can throw days, days, weeks. I don't know if kids live there. Give them a lunch. I don't hey, really know. Personal but you can agency, go dude. Personal agency. In a matter of, <laughs> in a middle, middle, matter of hours, you can piss off their whole college fund. And while they're, they're just in the building, a great time. While they're in the building, you can go <laughs> rub it in their face. Really, yeah. Like mommy they're, spent all the shoe money. You got a fifty percent chance they're not getting touched. <laughs> I'm just trying to imagine the casino daycare. Like they've they they got little slot machines in there with play money. They're like, we got to get them while they're young. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're making this generational these baby. oversized fa- oversized cards. That yeah. 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 Instead of Texas Hold'em, it's Texas Hug'em yeah. and, and yeah. shit like that. Story time is like yeah. teaching you how to hit the jackpot. You know, and yeah. <laughs> they did have oversized dice in there. I don't know. What was about yeah. <laughs> they have an animated version the of craps table painted yeah. on the floor <laughs> <laughs> they have an animated version of rounders yes. the movie they're just like this is great yeah. it's just a series they had a merry-go-round in there but it looked like a, a roulette wheel <laughs> all, all the staff always sit dressed, on black all the staff was dressed like oceans 11 for some reason <laughs> and it's just this really cool gangster music on at all times yeah. just, I, it just that struck me as probably not one of the better things society that doesn't I, i'm all for convenience it's convenience like drive-through cool, liquor stores Kind of thing. So you're not Sometimes gonna you're not, not gonna take the kids there and go. I don't think it's a really <laughs> good idea. Poker. I mean, it's I understand the temptation. I it get says it. something about you a little bit, but it just kind of opens up. I don't care. I'm not saying we will judge you, but I'm not saying we're not gonna judge it you. Just, I'm saying I'm judging. It them. just I'm opens up to the world to oh my god, I can drop the kids off at Kids Quest. I can get myself a hooker. <laughs> Play me some Texas Hold'em. <laughs> their shit will cost exactly $60. Get myself a hotel room. <laughs> yep. Burn their college fund. <laughs> oh, my God. It's a great day. And then go home to the little missus. So so Vegas has got to have like a robust version I of would like assume so. I haven't land. been to Vegas in yeah, years. Each, uh, we, we were there, but we didn't give a shit because we didn't have any kids. But here in Spokane, Washington, we got daycare while you gamble. We'll take you all know, your kids. Vegas money. is one thing, but I feel like I would really like to... I'm veering a hard left here, but I thought about this the other day when I was thinking about like adult vacation things to do. Naked. I want to go to... You can't say naked <laughs> with what I'm naked. about to say. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is another one of those things. Like, I oh, it's go, about chitrons. I want to go to fucking Disneyland yep, with, with only adults. 
I feel yes. like that would be so if it's much only adults, fucking fun. Only adult, I'm going naked. Seriously? I'm wearing gear. <laughs> <laughs> so he was right to say what he said in the first place. It's been yeah. nice having you on just Actually, the right I'll wear the goofy hat. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll take the ears then if they're up for grabs. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Have you ever been to Disneyland? I've never been. <gasps> I got stuck on the Matterhorn one time. They, we actually stuck, had to lo- unload us off, and I got to walk through the whole mountain. Cool. Oh, shit. All the behind the scenes. I, I have shit. lots of mishaps on, on roller coasters, but I haven't died yet. Well, that's good. <laughs> How did that happen? Like at Silverwood or like at the fair? Or oh, at no. Disneyland? At Great America, when uh, Montezuma's Revenge used to be there, which part of that ride, or the corkscrew. I thought Montezuma's me. Revenge was diarrhea. Cork, corkscrew. Well, there's <laughs> a ride is, called that. No, the corkscrew was like, wow, now. great. <laughs> and it's got Mickey Mouse on it for some reason. I want to go Donald on the Duck. diarrhea right yeah. <laughs> You got it. <laughs> the corkscrew, which is now at Silverwood yes. in Idaho, that used to be at Knott's Berry Farms in California. Really? I was oh, on that ride. I know that. I've been it, there. It's just I a love little portion. It's, just it's a short, little, but it's yeah. fun. Well, that's just a small portion of the ride. Oh. The ride was huge. That's fucked up. I and want the rest. Yeah. Where's the rest? My sister and I, I were smoke in the front row. stuck on the top of that. Um, I was at another one at Great America where you rode these horses, like like real know, like, horses. No, they were or like plastic horses. No, they like strapped little, real horses to the like horse. what I want. <laughs> I'm a consumer. Give me what I want. It was Clydesdale. Okay, yeah, yeah. fuck yeah. yeah, those make me cry. <laughs> <laughs> Budweiser all the way. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> sorry, I'm broken in a lot of ways. <laughs> I'm gonna die. <laughs> anyway, no, you, it was awesome. You like straddled these little plastic horses and went on this roller coaster. Well, like two rides what? after I got oh, off, wow. one of them didn't them? stop. <laughs> hit hit a uh, another car that was loading up and killed like three people. <laughs> Wait, what? You were on it? No, I was oh. like two times. It was two rounds after I got off, and it killed and people. It yeah, killed a couple. Fuck, dude. That's wild. I was on the skydiver at Rose Parade down in Portland when I was in junior high. <laughs> and they like didn't listing put the pin off all in the, the door. You know, I was yeah. at the Batman ride, and Batman <laughs> stabbed me. He usually doesn't stab people, but he stabbed me. Kinds of stupid shit. Was at the Superman ride, and he fucking called me a bitch. I hate him. I shoved kryptonite in his eye. Tried to do the Star Wars thing and they fucking shoved the thing on my ass. That's why I hate sci-fi. That's why we just figured it out. <laughs> Sorry. Continue with your story. <laughs> you gave us a you gave us a softball in there was a, and there was there's this place up in BC I went to with my old man. They have this thing called the pipe. It's a ski resort, big ski resort. But they have this thing called the pipe in the summertime where you get in this car and it's like a monorail and it's one per you're, you're by yourself and you have a little handbrake too. So like you're kind of in control of it. Oh, the Alpine slides is what they were other called people. on uh, Mount Hood. Okay. Yeah. There's it, variations the first that can time be dangerous. I've huh? seen, there's the first time I've seen this, but like you had, like you controlled your speed to mm-hmm. a certain, but there's not, you're not the only one on the ride, <laughs> you know, yeah, so you, you can, can just on wreck, things, you can wreck into people, you know? So I was like, like I'm like, and they have signs like slow down here, you know, but like, of course people are like, fuck it. You know, it's like, <laughs> I don't listen to me and my signs. dad wrote it down it was super fun. I had a great time. I got off literally as I was getting off the girl behind me got wrecked into so hard she flew off of her thing like up onto the cars in front of her probably was hurt and then i found out through just hanging out that the person that wrecked into her was her fiance that brought her there oh no i was like that's not gonna last (laughs) you hurt me not anymore yeah Yeah, it was wild man i'm like that's probably not good to give people their own control over the brakes it doesn't sound like it so basically we need government to take over the world and just do yeah obviously big government that's That's the the answer. answer 
<laughs> that's what i got from that i don't know that's what i got from this whole show is let's just do lots of government things give those people the power that they re- desperately desperately desire yeah, they've earned it right yeah they earned it they're better they're basically they're better, better, they're better, better obviously they're bigger better harder us. faster stronger yeah. this brings us back full circle eat the bugs just eat, eat the, the fucking bugs, bugs. live in you your pod eat the bugs and you'll nothing, like it be happy you'll like it <laughs> All right. Well, this has been Just a Ride Podcast number eight, I believe. Yeah. And thank you guys for hanging out. And then uh, we'll talk at you in the future. We'll seem like the present. Bye. 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 It's just a ride. Whoa, oh, it's just a ride. Bing. Bong. Boo. <laughs> <laughs>